message. I f***ed him. Oh! There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there. Telling me I got to beware. I think it's time we stop, children. What's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. There's bad lines being drawn. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Young people speak in their minds. Are getting so much resistance from behind. Every time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. What a field day for the heat A thousand people in the street Singing songs and they're carrying signs Mostly say hooray for our side It's time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Yes strikes deep into your life it will creep it starts when you're always afraid step out of line the man come and take you away we better stop hey what's that sound everybody look what's going we better stop hey what's that sound everybody look what's going we better stop well, the difficulty that's occurred here, Allison, is that the original plan, which sort of featured this sweep of military power roaring up to Baghdad, was to be followed almost immediately by humanitarian aid. It was designed to win the hearts of the Iraqi people, to bring in water, to bring in food, drugs, medicine, generators to keep electricity going. All of that has been put on hold because of these pockets of resistance that make the area too dangerous. The difficulty here is the Iraqi people are very suspicious of the Western world, very suspicious of the outcome of this war in terms of their own uh, livelihood, and of course many uh, Iraqis very suspicious of the United States because of what they see as uneven uh, treatment in foreign policy uh, for Islamic peoples and uh, indeed the Arab nations in the region. And what we're seeing is that there are no significant crowds of jubilant uh, Iraqis. To the contrary, we're finding a lot of complaints, say the White House here, uh, from uh, citizens who say that uh, their children are suffering, uh, that people who've been injured in, uh, in conflict are not being treated. Clearly, the president uh, wants to get on top of that uh, as quickly as possible. Also, as people talk about the humanitarian aid and these problems, they start to see some of the holes that are potentially problems in post-war uh, Iraq. And when this uh, supplement came out, Allison, it had the, the monies that you've talked about uh, in 
in large amounts, but very little money going to Iraq, something in the order of uh, $543 million in humanitarian aid, way below what the UN and the NGOs say is necessary, and very little money, $1.7 billion. That sounds like a lot, but when you consider the reconstruction that needs to be done, quite small uh, for the future, and the criticism is starting to mount for the president on that. Today, he'll deal with that when he's over at the uh, Pentagon, and of course, when uh, British Prime Minister Powell get, uh, Blair gets here, uh, then he intends, of course, to uh, uh, talk more about the humanitarian aid and the solutions that the two men will have. The Middle Eastern world will be exploded, Saddam had people killed with the gas that we sold him. First time aggressor nation and the only one that's growing. Now more blood will be spilled to get that oil flowing. Forget about Korea and the nukes they're toting and the right wing is drilling it over and over into our head. That Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. Three thousand people killed are now forgotten. Let's exploit them instead. Hey, there's oil to be gotten. Going after Saddam to placate Osama. There's no longer mention of the name Bin Laden, but no one seems concerned. All comfy and complacent, believing every word of this cartel administration that controls us by fear through media manipulation. And the right wing is drilling it over and over into our heads. That Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. The loss of civil rights is the price that we're paying. We're all suspects now, Nazi Ashcroft is saying. I have nothing to hide, table talkers all are saying. Blind, obedient cattle don't have any reservation. About unprovoked battle and world annihilation. Old regimes must fall and have a virgin installed. With no objection at all, Democrats don't have the balls and the... Right wing is drilling it over and over into our brainwashed heads. Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. Only Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. Let's go with the unlucky. Kill some people. Kill some people. So anyway, our good close personal friend Lynn uh, reminded me of a column by Molly Ivins back in September. September 4th, 2002 to be exact, just a few months ago. Okay. Cheney link nonsense, VP boosted Saddam, Molly wrote. And it's worth reading again. I may be reading several bedtime stories today, by the way. All right. Anybody don't like it? Too freaking bad. Just like anybody don't like our opinions on this show? Too freaking bad. Oh, so anyway, before we get to this article... Congratulations to Felipe and wife who win our uh, hot couple contest. Hands down your pants. Oh! 47% of the votes. We had over 650 votes on that. Not too shabby, huh? And well-deserved. 308 yesterday. I told you. <laughs> of course, uh, 
Now, I'm not saying a word. We appreciate all the other right. four couples as well. Now, uh, Just so you and, know, uh, huh? the email from Felipe says, I'm an average-looking guy, but my wife is really hot, so I think we have a chance. No, I give him an eight, and I give her about a nine and a half. And we have more pictures of hers so that we can feature Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I give him, what did I say? I give him eight. an eight and a half, and her about a nine and a half. I don't want to sell him a short. Nine. But anyway, he's got the, they've got 308 votes. And they win the uh, first prize, which is? Which is a all-inclusive pass to the Lifestyles Convention going on at the Deauville Hotel starting all tomorrow. Right. A 400 and uh, almost 500 Now, don't start rate. talking too much. That guy will call again. Oh, I know. Shut up. Go ahead. So all-inclusive pass to all of the seminars, That's all enough. of the parties, all of the pool events, and uh, et cetera and so on. Okay, Honey and Her Man came in second with 134 votes. That's Honey with the bare boobs. Uh, Monica and Her Man had 96. Monica, I never dawned on me. About Monica, you know? What? Henry and Diane had 91, <laughs> and last but certainly not least, uh, uh, Bob and Nadine had 26. A very nice couple. Yeah, nice couple. And they, uh, Henry and Diane had 91, and the other two, Bob and Nadine, had only 26. We apologize to them for the audience being so cruel and brutal, okay? They don't have all those friends to freak the poll, apparently. Is that what it is? I guess. Maybe they don't have any friends. Maybe that's but why everybody wins something. They all win uh, something. They all want a uh, dance. Yeah, dance. dancing dance in their party pants. pass. Okay. And on our regular poll, if the damn thing ever, uh, there it is. Our regular poll question on neilrogers.com yesterday, 1,556 votes, eight votes, pretty impressive if you ask me. Which of these statements best describes your feeling about the Iraq attack? It's all about oil and world domination, 488. It's long overdue. Let's roll. All right. 422, 27%. It's a grotesque waste of human life, 236. Iraq represented no threat to the USA, 208. It's mostly political, 149. And it's about liberating the Iraqi people, 36, 56. So if you add the 56 plus the uh, 27, 30.5% uh, say that something good about the uh, war and the attack on Iraq, and that means 69.5% said no. they don't think so. How do you like that? Yeah. And, as I mentioned to you before the show, in the Seattle Post-Intelligence newspaper yesterday, they took a poll, and the Freeper is from freerepublic.com. We have nothing better to do than, hey, let's freep this poll, which, of course, they're all a bunch of right-wingers, so naturally you know the way they're going to tilt everything toward whatever the Bushmeister tells them. But interestingly enough, even having been freeped late yesterday afternoon, which is the last time I checked it, of about uh, 3,000 votes, 58.7% said it's a, the question was, now that the war has started, do you support uh, the Iraq war or not? 58.7% said yes, they support it. 35.1% opposed, 4.6% not sure, and 1.5% said no opinion. In other words, they're kind of like related to Greg. They're like, yeah. I mean, how can you have no opinion? <laughs> I mean, not sure is bad enough. But, but anyway, 58. So if you take away even just 3%, which I'm sure was more than that, because once those assholes start creeping polls, they're like banging in the phony votes, okay, as yeah. we've experienced. So if, if you take away 3%, it's 55 and a half to like 38%. Which is sure, now that's only in Seattle, I'll grant you, in one little poll, but nevertheless, it's sure a lot different from the propaganda that we're being peddled. Oh, 76% of the Americans support this yeah. crap. Sure, Seattle, they do. that's on the left coast. Yeah, that's right, on the left coast. Forgot about that. One of those liberal commie pinko uh, fag mm -hmm. places. <sighs> oh, don't, don't, don't let me forget the Molly Ivins column. Oh, trust me. I won't. 12 minutes past 9 at 560 WQ. We got a lot of business today, and we got a good poll, I think, too. And probably have some more added to it, I would think. If you have $2,000 or more on a credit card, listen to this, please. Debit Consumer Counseling will help you. It'll cost you nothing. 
That's right, it'll cost you Zippo. Dedicated is a non-profit company that'll contact the companies you owe money to, and then they'll cut your payments in half. Call 1-800-4, I can't say this right, 1-800-4-NO-DEBT. That's 1-800, the number 4, and the letters N-O-D-E-B-T. Got it? Dedicated will help you cut your interest rate, they'll eliminate late fees, and save your credit, and it'll cost you nothing. The bank pays Dedicated, you pay zero. So if you're tired of battling credit card debt, call Dedicated at 1-800-4-NO-DEBT. Call and find out how Dedicated can help you out. You've got nothing to lose. If you've had it with credit card debt, high interest rates, and late fees, call Dedicated Consumer Counseling, and they'll handle it from there. Call right now, 1-800-4-NO-DEBT. And don't forget, it costs you Zippo. Live and local, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Holy cow, Aaron's coming. I'm actually a lesbian. It's time for Name That Tune with host Tom Kennedy. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Name That Tune. For tonight, our finalist from last week will have a chance to win our million-dollar jackpot. Let's meet our finalist right now, Mr. Duff Lindsay. Welcome back, Duff. Thank you. I'm a little nervous right now. Oh, don't be nervous. You did fine last week. This should be a breeze. Yeah. All right, let's get you that million-dollar jackpot. Are you ready for the first two? Yes, I've been practicing all week. Okay, then. Here we go. May we hear the first tune, please? Yeah, uh, Hamana Hamana, Ed Norton. You are correct, sir. <laughs> Don't believe it. Okay, this is the big moment. You can quit now or keep your... No, no, I, I want to go forge ahead to the million-dollar jackpot. Very well, then. For one million dollars, name this tune. Something wrong, Duff? Maybe you didn't hear it right? Again for Mr. Lindsay. I can't get rid of that song. I don't know Moses is one of the three stooges. He sounds like, I mean, uh, Duff. Mom. Does he sound like one of the three stooges? Shep. Maybe he can do that morning show with him. Our friends, 918 at 560 WQM. Here's our poll for today before I get to the Molly Ivins piece. Which outspoken entertainer do you respect most for their viewpoints? This coming on the heels of the Oscars and the big to-do about why you're not supposed to say anything because it's bad form. Why the hell not? I read an article in the New York Times yesterday about a whole series of uh, Hollywood people, Martin Sheen and Matt Damon and a, bu a bunch of others, who had uh, you know come out against the war. And so the right-wing groups naturally get together. And what do they do? They send letters to the... Uh, Hollywood Screen Actors uh, Guild and all of these other uh, Hollywood organizations to try to boycott them. Shades of the 50s, baby, we're right back to Joe McCarthy. He'd be so proud. He's probably squeezing himself or maybe squeezing uh, Roy Cohn <laughs> in each other's grave, you know, reaching yeah. through the box. Pretty goddamn sad. And it was interesting because yesterday, Mad Dog, the first 30 seconds, because I wanted to hear his take on the war and all what's going on, and he was talking about, oh, you know, he, he likes what he sees in America, you know, freedom of speech. Everybody can say their thing. And I thought to myself, stick to the sports, Mad Dog, will you? All right. Good. Stick to the sports. Anyway, which outspoken entertainer do you respect most for their viewpoints? Here's my list so far. Charlton Heston, 
That'll probably get your vote, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You Can't son wait. of a bitch. Martin Sheen, Susan Sarandon, Michael Moore, Matt Damon, Roy Scheider, Barbara Streisand, Rosie O'Donnell, <laughs> Bill Maher, Mike Farrell, none. They should all shut up. I didn't put that on your, uh, we got to add that. Okay. And then we can add some more, depending on, you know, whether the audience wants to add some or not, as the case may be. Well, who else has been uh, opening up a mouth? Well, I don't know. That's why that's my list. I'm sure that there right. must be others. No, it seems pretty thorough. We're not saying we're not asking anti-war protests. We're just asking right. about people uh, in show business who express a viewpoint about guns, on oh, on a, a war, on anything. I had Charlie Daniels on there because he weighed in on it. Charlie Daniels? Yeah. What the hell did he say? He oh, he was blasting the Dixie Chicks and all the Hollywood celebrities because he's all, uh, you know, flag waving now. Oh, well, we'll get to the Dixie Chicks eventually, okay? And a Clear Channel story. Right. Well, what a disgusting story that is. Is she on there? Is no. who on there? The Dixie Chicken question that got them into all the hot water. No, she should be, I think. Well, what's her name? Natalie Maines. Natalie what? Maines. Maines? Maines. What kind of a name is that? Oh, by the way, anybody that likes Passions, you must watch it this afternoon, okay? We got the divorce court on there with a the real judge. What the hell's the name of the uh, judge? She's a hoot. Maybelline something or other from the uh, real divorce court show. I don't know. I just mentioned that in passing for my passions people out there. T.C. and Eve are in there. It's all, of course, a dream, but nevertheless, it's cute. Cheney Link Nonsense writes Molly Ivins, VP Boosted Saddam. She says, excuse me, I don't want to be tacky or anything, but hasn't it occurred to anyone in Washington that sending Vice President Dick Cheney out to champion an invasion of Iraq on the grounds that Saddam Hussein is a murderous dictator is somewhere between bad taste and, bad taste and flaming hypocrisy? When Dick Cheney was CEO of the oil field supply from Halliburton, the company did $23.8 million in business with Saddam Hussein, the evildoer prepared to share his weapons of mass destruction with terrorists. So if Saddam is the world's worst leader, how come Cheney sold him the equipment to get his dilapidated oil fields up and running so he could afford to build weapons of mass destruction? In 1998, the United Nations passed a resolution allowing Iraq to buy spare parts for its oil fields, but other sanctions remained in place, and the U.S. has consistently pressured the U.N. to stop exports of medicine and other needed supplies on the grounds they could have dual use. As the former Secretary of Defense under Bush the Elder, Cheney was in a particularly vulnerable position on the hypocrisy of doing business with Iraq, although in 1991, after the Gulf War, Cheney told a group of oil industry executives he was emphatically against trying to topple Hussein. Using two subsidiaries, Dresser Rand and Ingersoll Dresser, Halliburton helped rebuild Sodom's war-damaged oil fields. The combined value of these contracts for parts and equipment is greater than that of any other American company doing business with Iraq, companies including Schlumberger, FlowServe, Fisher, Rosemount, General Electric. They acted through foreign subsidiaries or associated companies in France, Belgium, Germany, India, Switzerland, Bahrain, Egypt, and the Netherlands. In several cases, it's clear the European companies did no more than loan their names to American firms for the purpose of dealing with Hussein. Iraq then became America's second largest Middle East oil supplier. The story was initially reported by Financial Times of London over two years ago and has since been more extensively reported in the London press. But as we've seen with the case of Harkin Energy and many other stories, there's a difference between a story having been reported and having attention being paid to it, a distinction many journalists have trouble with. Thus, the administration was able to dismiss the new information on shady dealings at Harkin as old news because not much attention was ever paid when the old news was new. When Cheney left Halliburton, he received a $34 million severance package, despite the fact that the single biggest deal of his five-year career there, the acquisition of Dresser Industries, turned out to be a huge blunder since the company came saddled with us asbestos liability. On the campaign trail, Cheney often claimed he had been out in the private sector creating jobs. The first thing he did after Dresser merger was lay off 10,000 people. 
Halliburton, America's number one oil services company, is the nation's fifth largest military contractor and the biggest non-union employer in the U.S. It employs more than 100,000 workers worldwide and does over $15 billion a year. Halliburton under Cheney dealt with several brutal dictatorships, including the despicable government of Burma. The company also played questionable roles in Algeria, Angola, Bosnia, Croatia, Haiti, Somalia, and Indonesia. Halliburton also had dealings with Iran and Libya, both on the State Department's list of terrorist states. Halliburton subsidiary Brown and Root, the old Texas construction firm that does much business with the U.S. military, was fined $3.8 million for re-exporting goods to Libya in violation of U.S. sanctions. If you want to know why the Democrats didn't jump all over this story and make a big deal out of it, because, as usual, Democrats are involved in similar dealings. Former CIA Director John Deutsch is on the board of Schlumberger, the second largest oil services firm after Halliburton, which is also doing business with Iraq through subsidiaries. Americans have long been aware that the corporate money has consistently corrupted domestic policy in favor of corporate interest and that both parties are in thrall to huge corporate campaign donors. We are less accustomed to connecting the dots when it comes to foreign policy, but there's no more evidence that corporations pay attention to anything other than profits in their foreign dealings than they do in their domestic deals. Enron, as usual, provides some textbook examples of how, to, how indifferent to human rights American companies can be. Halliburton's dealings in Nigeria in partnership with Shell and Chevron provide another such example, including gross violations of human rights and environmental abuses. No one is ever going to argue that Saddam Hussein is a good guy, but Dick Cheney is not the right man to make the case against him. I've never understood why the Washington Press Corps cannot remember anything for longer than ten minutes, but hearing Cheney denounce Saddam is truly give us a break time, wrote Molly Ivins back on September 4th of last year. Very well worth the bringing back. Thanks, Lynn. How do you like that? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've consistently made reference to that fact, but uh, there you go. More of your oh. commie lies. <laughs> That's what Dr. Laura would say, and of course some of the others, commie fag lies. Don't forget mm, that sure. one. Sure, your homosexual agenda. Meanwhile, somebody faxed me a, a great website, dearrad.blogspot.com. Rad is R-A-E-D. Dearrad.blogspot.com. And it's uh, a guy in Baghdad who's got his own website, which is very unusual because most people don't have access to the Internet. And don't have computers, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's some pretty interesting stuff on it, and it's written from the viewpoint of somebody inside the city who's living in Baghdad. I'm going to read a little bit of that. Maybe one of those ragheads. Who cares what uh, he has to say? Exactly. Well, we'd rather hear the uh, propaganda. Right. Hey, General Paul Adams from the BBC. Uh, you said at the beginning that uh, despite the weather, you were able to maintain an increased pressure on those Republican Guard divisions around Baghdad. Does the, it, does the fact that uh, you have these ferocious sandstorms make it more difficult for you to fly the Apaches, which are a key part of that mm-hmm. softening up process? And does the fact that those divisions appear to be ar- scattered about rather than classically arrayed, scattered about perhaps close to civilian areas, mm-hmm. mean that this is a very laborious process? How long do you think it'll take to achieve your objectives? Well, I'm not really going to talk about how long I think it'll take, but I will tell you that. Uh, uh, certainly the weather, the, the blowing sand and dust and winds do affect the Apaches, but as I mentioned earlier in my comments, that this is an integrated, a synergistic approach, and, and we are, uh, have the flexibility to be able to refocus additional air power who can use the kinds of precision weapons that, uh, that, that aren't hampered. A lot of blowing going on in those big dust storms over there, sandstorms. If you blow too much, you're in trouble. Even Terry knew that. 27 after 9 at 560 WQM. If you're fat, man, you're not only grotesque looking, but also you're unhealthy. And believe me, take it from me, eventually it'll catch up with you. If you want to lose the weight, the delicious, the safe, the easy way, do what the beast is doing. And someday soon you might just look as lovely as him. We can only pray. And uh, he's lost almost 60 pounds in balance for life, and you can lose that much. Maybe you don't have that much to lose. You know, 10, 15, 20, 60, 100, whatever it is. 
You don't have to figure anything out. It could be that. You don't have to figure anything out because they do all of that for you. No cooking, no shopping, no cleaning, no worries, no calorie counting, no carbohydrate counting. It's all based on the zone diet, and believe me, the food is fresh. It's delicious. They bring you a little black sack every day. By 6 o'clock in the a.m., as a matter of fact, they deliver it right to your door, at your home, at your work, at your pup tent, where, under the overpass, wherever you're hanging out. And in that black sack, three gourmet meals and two delicious snacks right inside. All you need for the entire day. And you won't be hungry either because there's plenty, like I said, in there. They let you choose between two choices for each meal every day that you're on the program. Everything is fresh, nothing frozen, nothing prefab, no chemicals, and delicious. And the weight just pours off the body. So if you're frustrated, if you've tried all the others and haven't been able to lose the weight, if you're still like sickly and fat, here's the answer for you. Balance for Life, this could be the answer you've been looking for. Call them today and find out. Call Balance for Life at 954-568-3229. That's 954-568-3229, or visit their website at balanceforlife.com. We're Sports Radio 560, QAM. As dirt. Uh-huh. Back in the day when someone done us wrong, we didn't take their crap. In Pearl Harbor, when the Japs dropped their bombs, we bombed them back. And now the Saudis, they hit us hard. And on our cars, our little flags wave. As that Saudi-loving retired points the bombers the wrong way. <laughs> and I'm embarrassed to be an American where they follow like sheep, the United States of arrogance, led by Bush and his family, breathing on this country, up, ambling towards the darkest days in my history, I don't want to be a Pax American, in the goddamn USA. What's a few thousand innocent lives? Stop living in the past. If you want that SUV to drive, you're gonna need more gas. It's the greatest country in the world. They train us to believe. And anyone who says that, obviously, can't afford to And I'm embarrassed to be an American Where we patriotically Are you sure? Wave a flag in one hand With our head in the sand And blindly follow the powers that be Apathetic Up watching state front news On a 65-inch screen Scratcher falls and fire Everything's okay In the goddamn USA God bless America. <laughs> 934-560 WQAM. Happy Tuesday to you. Boy, beautiful weather there, finally, yep. under the uh, 100. Right. Both the temperature and the average age, you finally got under 100 <laughs> in South Florida. That's good, at least for today. One Here it's like uh, in the 50s going to be again today. Beautiful. Not so beautiful in Baghdad, though, and in most of uh, Iraq. Iraq. Yeah, who cares about that? Sandstorms and nasty and rain, and they said even maybe hail. Oh, there was a hailstorm here the other day, the likes of which I never saw. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Stuck in the traffic. I thought they were going to bust through my windshield. Mo uh, grabbed a few. We thought that they were golf balls. <laughs> anyway, we better take this one call. Maybe it's a suggestion for the pool. Fort Lauderdale, hello. 
Hey, Neil, how are you? Okay, sir. Uh, real quick, a couple things. First of all, I just want to let you know I've been listening to you since I was about 13 years old for about 15 years now. I just love your show. All right. Um, wanted to let you know one thing I find just pretty ironic is that anyone who, you know, we always talk about a melting pot in this country, but anyone who has any slightly different opinion on what should or shouldn't be done and uh, what everyone tells us to, it's like, get out of the country. Yeah, communist. If you don't like it, leave it. Exactly. I, I'm sure you've seen and probably talked about that uh, that female basketball player who uh, turns her back at the during the national anthem. Sure. And uh, you know everyone's and, they, oh, and, they keep, like... and they've given her nothing but a bunch of crap, right? Exactly. As if she doesn't have the right. That, that, that's another thing. You know, Mad Dog talks about well, you know, America, everybody's got a right to express their opinion, and that doesn't mean any, everybody's got to like it, but at least respect the fact they've got the right to do it, as opposed to trying to like browbeat them and abuse them just because you don't happen to agree with their opinion or the way they express it. Exactly. I think that's probably the one thing that uh, most people would agree upon, the one thing that actually should be good about this country. You should be able to say what you feel. And, well, like I, uh, like I said yesterday, the fact that we have to keep repeating that at this stage of the game in the year 2003, you'd think by now that already should be taken for granted. Exactly. You know what's funny is I, I remember George Carlin once had a line. He said he's not a very good American because he likes to form his own opinions. Mm -hmm. And if you have anyone uh, you know like that, they pretty much uh, you know like to, to run you out of town. A yeah. uh, real quick uh, suggestion for the poll. I, I heard the very end of it, so I don't know if you had this guy on here with Sean Penn. No, that's right. How could we leave him off right. there? Because I know he's been very big. Uh, in fact, he's in a lawsuit against uh, the Hollywood producer of the movie that they canceled. He's uh, got a major exactly. lawsuit. Exactly. Exactly. One other uh, last thing, Neil. First of all, I saw the circuit and Secret Service is coming after you for your uh, for your last tirade on uh, Dick Cheney. But uh, finally, in closing, I uh, wanted to ask you, uh, I love the first two Eisner bits. I've heard the, the very, very tail end of the last one and didn't know if you'd be able to play in the next half hour or so. I'd still Eisner? Be in the car. Well, you got it, man. <laughs> love you, Neil. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. We love Eisner like crazy. Not Eisner himself, just Mickey and uh, his thing. And we love the Bluebird and yeah. Remus. <laughs> anyway, here's this... Uh, Thing and the guy's name is Raid. I keep I, I couldn't pronounce it because it was like in the middle of a website. But I guess that's the guy's name R A E D. He's Iraqi, and he's in Baghdad. He lives there. What a concept! Oh, so and his, unfortunately, people the last live there? two days, huh? People live there. Five million. I see. Used to. Anyway, the last two days he didn't have internet access. So the last uh, little chronicle he's got on here was from three twenty three, which was Sunday. And just a little perspective on from him, from somebody who lives there, on what's going on around him. He says, we start counting the hours from the moment of the news channels report that the B-52s have left their airfield. It takes them around six hours to get to Iraq. On the first day of the bombing, it worked precisely. Yesterday, we were a bit surprised that after six hours, bombs didn't start falling and are available. While buying groceries, the woman who sells us the vegetables was talking to another about the approach of American armies to Najaf City and about what's happening at Umkazar and Basra. If Umkazar is so difficult to control, what's going to happen when they get to Baghdad? It'll turn uglier, and this is very worrying. People and I bet Allied forces were expecting things to be much easier. There are no waving masses of people welcoming the Americans, nor are they surrendering by the thousands. People are doing what all of us, sitting in their homes, hoping that a bomb doesn't fall on them and keeping their doors shut. The smoke columns have now encircled Baghdad, almost. The winds blow generally to the east, which leaves the western side of Baghdad clear. But when it comes in the way of the sun, it covers it totally. It's a very thick cloud. We're going to have some very dark days, literally. We still have electricity. Some areas in Baghdad don't have after last night's attack. Running water and phones are working. Yesterday, many leaflets dropped on Baghdad. While going around in the streets, I got lucky. I have two. After being so unkind to the people at industrydeathrock.com, uh, I don't know whether I should post images or not. And we've also had another email attack. This time I was lucky again and have copies of these. The sender is someone called whatever. I've not checked on these yet. 
three of them are to be are to army personnel and two are to the general public and those that they gave us radio frequencies we're supposed to listen to. They're calling it information radio. So that's uh, just a little perspective wow. on a guy who lives inside of Baghdad. And, of course, they said more put more oil in the trenches today, and they were showing a little while ago the mm -hmm. billowing black smoke up into the air. Got to be really good for the lungs, you know what I'm saying? Oh! But at any rate, you know what they say. We're liberating them. Isn't That's that correct. Say? 19 till 10 at 560 WQM, where we dare to uh, speak our goddamn minds, whether anybody likes it or not. The billboard, I understand, is still up. Oh! How do you like that, whether Donna Shalala likes it or not? Stick it, Donna, okay? <laughs> to you, sweetheart. Idiot. Hey, don't be like Saddam Hussein. If you find yourself in a dead-end job, pick up the phone and call Fast Train. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN to get started a new, high-paying computer job. Unless you're hiding under your desk and cruise missiles are landing around you, there's no excuse, no mo. Call Fast Train, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. They offer convenient day, evening, and weekend classes. Check them out on the web at FastTrain.com and get out from that dead-end job. Unlike dictators, computer professionals are in high demand. Call Fast Train today, and no matter where you live, there's bound to be a convenient location for you because they're all over town. They're in Miami, Kendall, Pembroke Pines, and Fort Lauderdale, too. Register at FastTrain.com to receive your free American bumper, American flag bumper sticker. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train today. In fact, if I had one of those, I'd like to plan it right on Todd Drex. How do you like that? Call Fast Train tool-free today, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Sports Radio 560, QAM. Oh, God. We're riding on fuel. What are you looking for? I'm looking for an Arabico station. Why Arabico? You gotta be kidding. I'm just one fill up away from a Kaleen Bin Mafouge bobblehead doll. Your Arabico dealer wants you to know that we're your eternal friends. Just fill your tank with Arabico and get a 9-11 commemorative bobblehead doll for only $9.95. You'll get a George W., Dick Cheney, Khalid Bin Mafouge, and Token Negro Condoleezza Rice. All come with a complimentary cardboard fold-out diorama of ground. Zero. Kids will love placing the bobblehead dolls on top of where the buildings fell. Pipeline diorama sold separately. Collect the entire Carlisle group. Improve your car's performance with the Rabico. And put a Saudi terrorist in your tank. All right. He didn't say Condoleezza, did he? I Good. didn't hear a thing. 946 at 560. I did. Anyway, we got 103 votes on the poll already in just a matter of moments. And we don't have Sean Penn on there yet. Come on, Carlos. Get Eric on the ball, will you? He's taking care of it right now. It's time to put down that goddamn uh, double uh, burrito with extra cheese and beans. <coughs> put it down, Eric. Anyway, uh, which outspoken entertainer do you respect most for their viewpoints? None of them. They should all shut up. 38. See, I don't, I, I mean, I put that on there because I knew it would get a lot of votes, but I don't understand that. Why can't they have an opinion? And why was there such hysteria, such paranoia the other night at the uh, Oscars? Why were they so, I, I realized they had asked them not to get too carried away, but why were they so psychotic about that? Remember when uh, Marlon Brando did the thing with the uh, right. Indian girl? Right. And didn't uh, George C. Scott do some also, uh, I forget what he did. Right. Well, they don't like it. Bad for tough, ratings. Tough crap. <laughs> they have a right to have an opinion. Anyway, none. They should all shut up 42. Michael Moore, 40. Let's hear it for Michael Moore. Chuck Heston, 10. They love Chuck Heston, the right-wingers. Uh, Charlie, uh, uh, Martin Sheen, 6. Bill Maher, 4. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. uh, Susan Sarandon, a pair. Rosie O'Donnell's got a big pair. Barbara Streisand's got two, crossed eyes. Uh, Charlie Daniels has one. Natalie Maines from the Dixie Chicks has one, and Mike Farrell, one. None for Roy Scheider, none for Matt Damon, and none for uh, Sean Pena, because he just went up there out of 111 votes, real quick. Now, remember they had, we had a call yesterday... And a caller was talking about um, 
the beach fest? Yes. I was complaining. I was lamenting the fact that here we have these hundreds of thousands of people protesting all over the world in major cities, just about everywhere. And he made the comment that here we had uh, just a handful of protesters in South Florida over the weekend, but there were 300,000 people at Beach Fest. Now, I had forgotten about this because it was at least a couple of weeks ago that I right. did the story about Beach Fest and what it was going to be and about this right. uh, evangelist, Louis Palau. Right. You right. Put it down. And we put it, I think, on the website. Well, let me do that in a second. Should we do the lady first? Yeah, Lady and Hialeah. Hello. First. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Would you consider putting Robert Redford on there, please? Okay. On the environment. He's really good. Do you remember when he wrote that letter to Gail Norton? She had asked him to be part of a condor release program, mm -hmm. and he wrote a letter saying, your record on the environment is abysmal. abysmal. Right. I will not be part of a photo op. And how about Paul Newman? Paul Newman, I, I'm not too familiar with his work, but I've been following Redford, and I think he's great for the environment. Okay, it's on. Thanks. Thank you so much. See you. Paul Newman and Robert Redford, both very uh, much activists. The environment and uh, Paul Newman anti-war, et cetera, and so on. Get them both on there right away. Carlos? Anyway, this story about the Beach Fest is just staggering to me. This is really frightening for South Florida. I don't think there's any hope. Evangelist Louis Palau prayed for captured dead American troops Sunday during Beach Fest in Fort Lauderdale, which rivaled the largest U.S. revivals according to police crowd estimates. I saw the pictures from it, but I thought it was like a, uh, like a, you know, like a festival, like a, you know, just a beach thing. Like beach blanket bingo, you know? Okay. You see what I'm saying? Well, that's how they presented it. They had TV ads, banners everywhere, bumper stickers, signs in people's yards, posters. But that's not everything. what it was. I, I know. Please bless America, Fest organizer Palau prayed as 24 by 16 foot flag was unfurled on the stage Sunday afternoon during a patriotic salute to a nation at war. He asked God to protect the troops as well as Iraqi innocents, people he described as being just like Americans and wanting peace and a better life for their children. He also pleaded with the thousands thronging to hear his message to put aside their political differences and pray for American leaders to make wise decisions. <laughs> When's that going to start? Even if they make mistakes, Palau urged the crowd to pray that they turn to God for wisdom. Oh, God. The preliminary estimate by Fort Lauderdale police that 300,000 that attended the festival over two days would make it one of the largest such religious events ever, comparable to Billy Graham drawing more than 250,000, for example, in his four-day Jacksonville crusade in 2000. Police said they had revised their Beach Fest attendance numbers to about 200,000 on Saturday because of a huge turnout for Palau's evening message in popular Christian bands. That would be more than double the previous record of 85,000 who attended one day at one of Palau's faith festivals in Seattle. Are you ready for that? Is this incredible? Yeah. Although an afternoon downpour scared off many festival goers Sunday, thousands stayed for a popular Christian band skateboarding and a chance to see Dolphins football players. Fort Lauderdale Police Sergeant Frank Miller estimated 100,000 attended Sunday. God is at work, said Mike Blackhall of Fort Lauderdale, noting that hundreds had professed their newfound faith during the festival. Oh, my God. Oh. 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 It, it just, you know, it, it makes you want to cry. It makes you want to just sit down and cry. Since the 9-11 terrorist attacks, Palau said Americans have become more spiritual, more, with more than 4 million becoming Christians. The war and the reports of American casualties have also renewed interest in their faith. Well, you know, I'll say, just like I did after 9-11, where is your God right now, huh? Where is Allah? Where is God? Where is Elohim? Where is uh They're Yahoo? on the sidelines rooting huh? for their favorite team. I see. They're betting on who's going to win the sure. goddamn NCAAs, huh? My God. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Your God. Wow. Hey, don't hang him Instead on of this. asking the obvious questions and saying what kind of a loving God would, would sit back and on his throne or wherever the hell he's sitting on the uh, bowl. 
and permit this kind of crap to go on is suffering this, uh, seeing these pictures that we're seeing on television. Now that we have this video war uh, kind of game, uh, video game kind of wars, and more people are believing in God, wow. There's no hope. There really isn't. You just have to, like I've told you for a long time, do the best you can, live your life, try to like be left alone, and then that's it. That's all you can do. So I really respect these people because they have a lot to lose, these entertainers. They're making millions of dollars. they got a lot to lose, but they don't give a crap. Like Michael Moore especially, he don't give a crap. He came up here to Toronto right. to make that the, the movie. He doesn't care because he couldn't get it made down there. Bowling for Columbine. He couldn't get it made in the U.S. How do you like that? And then he wins an Oscar for it. Michael Moore's got 57 votes. None. They should all shut up 54. Chuck Heston's got 11. Martin Sheen ate and then the small potatoes after that. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. We'll intersperse uh, plenty of calls today, won't we? Couple, if we get them. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yes. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Yes, today? sir. Okay. Uh, I've been listening on and off the last couple of days. I don't know if you mentioned the poll that was in uh, USA Today on Friday. No. Where Godfather was picked as the best all-time movie. Really. Yeah, it's uh, an offer you couldn't refuse. Uh, they had uh, from, like, generations, like the 30s, the 40s, and such and such, and they went against each other, and the Godfather won with 1,643 votes. All right. Excellent. Yeah, they had, uh, I didn't agree with all the voting. Gladiator was number two. Gone oh. to the Wind was number three. Uh, Casablanca was four. Sound of Music 5, Schindler's List was 6, uh -huh. All About Eve, All Quiet on the Western Front, and Out of Africa. But uh, it was great because they had The Godfather all weekend on down here. So, uh, yeah, that's what I hear Carlos said, that he watched The Godfather 100 hours over the weekend. Yeah, it was on all of the time. But then on other things, Neil, it just gets ridiculous with these people. I drive a cab and I couldn't even get anywhere on the beach on Saturday and Sunday because I just had to avoid all of... Uh, all of the hubbub and all of the craziness with all of these good Christians running around. I, doesn't that just amaze you? Well, where, where does all of this come from? 300,000 people? You know, I really don't I mean, mind what I mean, people here, here we, got a, we have a war going on. There are innocent men, women, and children who are dying. There's, there's massive debate about this all around the world. There are hundreds of thousands, there are millions of people protesting every weekend all over the world. And we've got 300,000 people in South Florida that show up for a religious festival while a handful, a few hundred, show up to protest the war and make some comment about it one way or the other. Something is wrong in this town. I've been telling you that for years. There's something wrong here. These people are lost. They're looking for something. And uh, I myself personally believe that you could be spiritual without being tied into any specific religious message or whatever. It's all what you believe yourself. And like what you say, just do unto others, do no harm. But mm. uh, it's ridiculous because these people try and, you know, tell you that you're wrong, they're right, and if you don't listen to what they have to say. But you know what, Neil? Just keep on putting up the good fight. Keep the okay, radio Tom. show going. I Thanks thank you for the message. Thanks. You know what Tommy Frank said? What are you going to do? Nice college boy, eh? You want to get mixed up in the family business? Huh? Now you want to gun down a police captain because he slapped you in the face a little bit? Huh? What do you think? This is the army where you shoot them a mile away? you got to get them close like this. Bada bing! You blow their brains all over your nice Ivy League suit. Come in. Mwah! You're taking us very personally. <laughs> Great. Oh, that, it is. And I'll tell you one thing. Those people are tired of all the war coverage. The dark side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to get off the dark side, although it is kind of dark, it's filmed kind of dark, Godfather 1. But uh, just get the trilogy, okay? 
Go out there and get the CD, the videotapes, the DVD, the BBDs, whatever you're doing, and just uh, lock yourself in the house for uh, 24 hours. Excellent entertainment, even if you've seen it all before, because once you start watching it, you can't turn it off. Yeah, I had that problem this weekend. Couldn't leave the oh, house. I, I've seen all three of them about 7,000 times, and if, if I just happen to be channel surfing and it's on there somewhere, I cannot uh, shut it off. 956 at 560 WQM. For years, I've been telling you about the health benefits of Oleomed, and I keep telling you because it's great stuff. It really works. I'm taking it for my blood pressure. It's stupendous. Oleomed soft gels contain pharmaceutical-grade olive oil, the best you can buy, not just regular olive oil, but super concentrated and loaded with all kinds of healthy things. Oleomed every day can help reduce the risk of heart disease and high cholesterol, plus there are 14 different Oleomed formulas for you to choose from. Each one combines pharmaceutical-grade olive oil with vitamins, minerals, herbals to support specific needs from your bones to your blood pressure to your immune system. Just pick out the formulas that are right for you. And now there are three new oleomid formulas, one to help you sleep, one to help you control your weight, and Cell Q10, which is outstanding and important for your heart. You'll find oleomid at Publix, Eckerd's, Walgreens, Whole Food Markets, Navarro's, and Sedano's, or if you like, order it online at oleomedamerica.com. If you want to get any more information about their products, no obligation, just call them toll-free. Ask away, 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-653-6633. And if you're planning on attending the NASDAQ tennis tournaments this week, make sure you stop by the Oleomed booth. They'll be giving away free samples and raffling away gift baskets packed with Oleomed products so you can start popping it in your puss right away. Live, Live and local, we're Sports Radio 560 QAM. Rogers. Ah. It's new and it's at Burger King. Godfather Trilogy action figures. They're fun for the whole family. Collect all ten mob action figures with each Whopper fries and super large drink. And that's a super large drink. No exceptions. Get Sonny in his favorite garbage can so you can beat the crap out of Carlo after he punches out Sonny's sister. Or get the bullet riddled body of Sonny after he gets it at the Jersey toll booth. Wow, isn't that great? Impress all your friends with the Don himself. I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. So start organizing your neighborhood now and get the Godfather action figures. Remember, it's only business, and it's at Burger King. 10 o'clock at 560 WQM. The Mad Dog will be along at 1. Stick to the sports, Mad Dog, will you? All right. Good. Hank Goldberg at the NASDAQ Tennis Tournament at 3. we got the Hurricane Hotline at 7. Orlando or Al Zagiri, the big oh. 8 to 10. Eddie K at 10 and Joe and Mark overnight. No ball games. No more home hockey game tonight for the Panthers to lose again. They'll be in Buffalo uh, tomorrow night. 4 to 1 loss to New Jersey again last night. Seven consecutive. And what is it? About 99 out of the last 100 at home. They just, uh, I don't know. Marlon Brando, speaking of the Godfather, bad news. Since it is kind of partly tabloid Tuesday today, we don't want to just stick to the war stuff. Marlon Brando suffering heart failure. Oh, no. You ought to see this picture. Oh, my God. He's got to weigh like 800 pounds. This is in the um, Inquirer, as a matter of fact. So when you go to your uh, Publix mm-hmm. or to Walgreens, you don't have to buy it. It's on page 6. Marlon Brando suffering heart failure. Family fears his days are numbered. You know how many he's got left? About 30, man. <laughs> I think you're being optimistic from this picture. Wow. Tahitian common-law wife Tarita flew to Brando's bedside after he told her that he is dying. He said, Marlon Brando is suffering from congestive heart failure and is on oxygen, and family members fear he has only weeks to live. Well, you know something, you could be right, because four weeks, you know how many uh, days that is. Right. About 30, man. Yeah. <laughs> but when the legendary actor who turned 79 on April 3rd, we, we hope, was told he needed to be hospitalized to be spotted with his own brand of gallows humor saying, over my dead body. Cute, huh? Yeah. If his days are numbered, Marlon seems to be intent on dying in his home where he's lived for many years, a family friend told the Inquirer. 
For more than a month, he's been receiving oxygen to help him breathe. And he was told by a doctor who came to visit that he had congestive heart failure. And again, I just can't even imagine why. I, I just, you've got to see this picture. I mean, all the, just, all those uh, it'll make you want to cry. Another source told the Inquirer, Marlon is, in, Marlon is in really bad shape and his family is very afraid he may not live much longer. They're taking a matter of a few, they're talking a matter of a few weeks. Marlon spends his days lying on his side in bed watching television or reading magazines. He's not saying much and he refuses to eat because he has no appetite. <laughs> Maybe he's got no room left. <laughs> I think he's, he, full. he's He's still stubborn, refusing to be admitted to a hospital. He barked, I don't want to be a spe spectacle with the medical staff coming in all, all the time looking at you like you're a caged animal. I'll just die here at home with some of my dignity intact. A wheelchair was recently delivered to Marlon's home from Lincare, the same company that brought eight oxygen tanks to his home on a weekly basis. Four tanks are normal. Anything over that is considered critical. Marlon is using eight of them. He's connected 24 hours a day. Oh, page six of this week's National Enquirer. Take a look at poor Marlon. Looks like somebody made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Or didn't refuse. And then, of course, you insist on sending me these... Um, Priest sex abuse uh, stories. I think it's a duty, huh? It's your oh, duty. I, mean, I, I never even got to the one from yesterday. I still have it here. Maybe you could do it all priest day. Nah, too much other stuff going on. We were what? making progress. He did say the new water line into the into the Basra area. Things of that kind are going to be very very welcome because this campaign, as you know, Allison, was designed to get rid of uh, uh, weapons of mass destruction force sure. a regime change, but also to win the hearts and minds of the Iraqi people. And they desperately need that humanitarian aid to make that work. Thanks very much for this, Henry. Thanks, Henry, from CBC. Priest sentenced to six months for sexual abuse. I, I can imagine that during this war, they're going to be, I'm going to be doing a lot of bedtime stories, you know? Yeah. Because the calls are slim and few and almost none. And, and that's okay, to be honest with you, because like yesterday, we did have a lot of good calls, quite frankly. But the calls on the other side of the uh, uh, issue... We had mm -hmm. a one who was, uh, whose uh, opinion on the war was, All right. that was his opinion, All yeah. Right. And then we had the other one, uh, is Michael Moore a fag like you too? And that, that was it. Those were the two in four hours making their case for this glorious war to liberate the Iraqi people and eliminate these weapons of mass destruction. Speaking of weapons of mass destruction, by the way, U.S. officials tell CBS News correspondent David Martin that the Iraqis have drawn a red line on the map around Baghdad, and once American troops cross that line, the Republican guards are authorized to use chemical weapons. Word of the chemical threat came as U.S.-led forces clashed with Iraq's elite fighters for the first time about 50 miles south of Baghdad. U.S. Apache helicopters fired on the guard to soften them up for ground forces heading north to Baghdad. The Pentagon confirmed that one of the attacking Apaches, well, we already know that. So there you go, they're threatening to use chemical weapons in that red ring around Baghdad. Uh, a 56-year-old priest of the Dominican Order and a former headmaster at Newbridge College in Kildare was sentenced to six months after uh, to six months imprisonment at Nas District Court yesterday in child sex. You sent me this piece of crap. What is this from? Oh, it's from Ireland. No wonder they got all these bizarre names. Father Vincent Mercer pleaded guilty to four counts of indecent assault on a 13-year-old boy in a dormitory at the school in 1977. The victim, whose name is Peter, who's now 38, Asked that it certainly not be used to protect his family. Traveled from New York to pursue the charges. How do you like that? Came all the way from New York to uh, Ireland. Peter. That's his name. <laughs> At the request of Father Mercer's solicitor, or in other words, his lawyer, Mr. Robert Eager, the court was cleared of all not involved in the case before proceedings began before Judge Merle Canellan. However, the priest was allowed to remain. And there you go. That's one short little story there, a piece of crap from Ireland. Don't send me no more stories like that, okay? All right. But in Cincinnati, which is a little bit closer to home, 
A special grand jury impaneled by Hamilton County Prosecutor Michael Allen to investigate allegations of sex crimes by Roman Catholic priests indicted two men this past Friday. The charges are the first following a year-long investigation. The Reverend Kenneth Schott, Schottmer, careful. Schottmer, Schmidtmer, a former Hanover Township priest, was indicted on charges he raped and abused a teenage boy. Raped and abused. Schottmer, a former priest of the Queen of Peace Parish, I'm not making that up, is charged with rape, gross sexual imposition, and sexual battery involving a June 18, 1999 encounter with a 17-year-old Hamilton County youth. And it, it goes on at great length, because I'm not going to waste the time. But it just goes to show you that they've only scratched the tip of the iceberg, and nobody cares about that anymore because we've got a war going on. Plus, it's small potatoes, you know? Right. And what did I tell you? They gave you know a little bit of lip service. The media got all whipped up there for a couple of months about it, and we had all these big stories, these exposés, and the Pope was uh, vent uh, hyperventilating and uh, you know flailing his robes. And that was about the end of that. Just like I told you. Here's our only call. It's from Boca. Hello. At the Peace of Queen Parish? Yes. Uh, Neil, please add Dennis Miller to your list. Okay. And um, I wonder why he won't get a, Marlon won't get a gastric bypass. Too late. Oh, I'm getting one this summer. Well, good luck to you, sir. Okay. What were we adding? Dennis Miller. Put Dennis Miller down on the list, okay? Oh, Dennis Miller. I thought he meant Dennis Leary. Dennis Miller. Well, yeah. put him on there if you want. I mean, Dennis Miller just makes my stomach turn. Maybe I need a gastric bypass after hearing that name. How's the poll going? Which outspoken entertainer do you respect most for their viewpoints? Not for their work, but for their viewpoints. Michael Moore, 78. None of them. They should all shut up, 77. Charlton Eston, 17. Bill Maher, 11. Martin Sheen, 11. Natalie Maines from the Dixie Chicks, 9. What is that? Chicks with what? Susan <laughs> Sarandon, 4. Roy Scheider and Sean Penn each have 3. Sean was the late addition. We apologize. Barbara Streisand, she of the crossed eyes. And uh, Charlie Daniels and Paul Newman and Rosie O'Donnell each have a pair. Mike Farrell's got one. Robert Redford's got a little one. And Matt Damon, he don't have any. He don't have one. Zero. Matt Damon has no votes? Well, he had 223. They just don't realize he's out there doing it. You know what I think about Matt Damon, don't you? Yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. Big Arnie, a chronic faxer faxes. He says my wife and I made the idiotic mistake of trying to go to the Galleria Mall after, uh, after an afternoon play in Parker Playhouse on Saturday, and we couldn't even find a parking place with all those people parking in the mall's lot and leaving with beach chairs, coolers, etc. to walk this moronic beach fest. Then we got stuck in horrendous traffic just to escape the area. What a bunch of schmitz, says Big Arnie. Sorry, Big Arnie. That's the way it is. The Lord works in mysterious ways. He was there because uh, you know he wanted to screw up your weekend. Very sad. 300,000 people showed up for that. Hallelujah, baby. Thank God we live in a very religious and a very patriotic place, man, where everybody's waving their flags and uh, pra praising the Lord. You know what? Makes me feel better. Aren't you lucky that you live there? <laughs> oh. You. You guys. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Welcome back. Yes, sir. I want to apologize to you. I was the crank caller that called several weeks ago. I called you, Corny. I didn't really mean it. I was just trying to get rid of Called me what? Remember I called and I said, corny faggot, whatever. It was just a reaction. I'm, I'm, supposed, to, I'm supposed to remember one of those? I mean, if we don't get at least ten of those a day, it's not a good day. Yeah. It was a chronic. You might not forget it, but I'm apologizing. But I'm on the Internet now looking up Godfather uh, information. Uh -huh. And they're saying on the Internet that Martin Scorsese could have done a better job than uh, Francis Ford Coppola in The Godfather. A better job than who? The director of Godfather. Francis Ford Coppola? Yeah, they said Martin Scorsese would have done a better job because he's more, he got a better track record for uh, violent films and stuff. 
But why, why would you why would you uh, be critiquing Francis Ford Coppola's job when it's rated the uh, this polar guy talked about before rated the number one movie of all time? No, I'm not critiquing it. I'm How can you be better than number one? Did, do you think Martin Scorsese could have done, if not equal, a better job? No. Okay. And as far as all this war stuff goes on, uh, I think Bush is an asshole. I you think it. what? I think Bush is an asshole. Okay, thank you. He thinks Bush is an asshole. And a bing! You blow their brains all over your nice side release. That's the way you do it. You go over there to all those laundry heads and just let them have it. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon. Could you hear him real well or was it no, just No, he was like in and out, up and down. He was like cutting in and out, a little in and out. I think that's what he's looking for. A little in and out. Isn't just about everybody. Warning of a humanitarian crisis there. The UN says the fighting has cut off a million people and that the city is substantially without electricity and water. To try to break the standoff, the British Army has declared Basra a legitimate military target, but say it says it won't try to invade the city. They say they will go after pockets of Iraqi fighters in the area. Yeah, if you assholes would just stop resisting, okay, and just lay down and die or give up, then we could, uh, you know, help everybody out, you know? Mm -hmm. We ought to put the BBC on for a second. Outskirts of Baghdad, a huge oil processing facility built by Britain. Around the plant, burning oil-filled trenches belch out black smoke across the city, aimed at trying to confuse British and American warplanes. But the plant is still operating. In addition to the black smoke from the oil fires, Baghdad has now been engulfed in a blinding sandstorm, seriously reducing visibility. Now, you may think that that would lessen, even suspend the airstrikes, but we've continued to hear very heavy bombardments on the edges of the city. Iraq has again been showing pictures of what it says is an American surveillance drone which it has shot down. Everyone here has heard of the reports of American troops being only 60 miles outside of Baghdad, and yet the authorities here seem remarkably confident. We're always confident. Our leadership always is really confident because we are defending our country. We are aggressing against nobody. The others are aggressing against us. We are in our country. We are in our homes. And we will defend our country the best way. Mm. Twelve minutes after ten, what can you say to that? At 560 WQM, it's March Madness time of the year again. And if you're looking to lay down some bets, if you want to plunge your guts out, you better know who you're dealing with. VIPSportsbook.com is the best. By the way, is Gary Sarner still there? Yeah, I saw him this morning. Damn it. You can have complete trust in VIPSportsbook.com, a legal and licensed sportsbook and one of the original online books and still the best in the universe. You like high parlay odds? How do parlay odds of up to 2,000 to 1 sound? Pretty good. How about free same-day payouts? How about a 15% cash bonus added to your first deposit? But most of all, for the past seven years, VIPSportsbook.com has earned a reputation as the sportsbook with the best customer service anywhere. Sportsbookreview.com has rated them number one in customer service two years in a row. Could be your turn to go on the roll of a lifetime, but if that's the case, you better make sure you're in the right sportsbook at the time, like now. So sign up online at VIPSportsbook.com and get you a 15% cash bonus added to your first deposit. Nothing like starting out a winner. If you're not online, call them toll-free at 1-866-VIP-BETS. That's 1-866-VIP-BETS. But don't forget, the 15% sign-up bonus is only available online. So get your ass online and get your 15% cash bonus today at VIPSportsbook.com, where you be the VIP. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QA, QAM. 
Wiley is an imbecile. He's an American music icon, the original country punk. And now he's reaching across the Atlantic to pay tribute to England's greatest punk band. It's the best of Johnny Clash. The Sharif don't like it. Rockin' the Casbah. The man in black is back, on track, with a very special version of Train in Vain. Did you stand by me? No, not at all. Did you stand by me? No way. Yes, London's calling, and they're saying hello to the best of Johnny Clash. If I go, there will be trouble. And if I stay, it will be double. Hello, this is Johnny Clash, and I shot this commercial in Reno just to watch you buy my brand new record. <laughs> so you gotta let me know. Should I stay or should I go? The best of Johnny Clash. Look for it in the combat country section of your local record store. Thank you kindly. 1018 at 560 WQM. Here's the fact it says. If you haven't checked it out yet, go to www.oscar.com. They have video of the backstage interviews of all the award winners, and Michael Moore continues to kick ass without interruption. It makes for a very interesting viewing. The only problem with that is that I could see him talking, but I couldn't hear the audio. Why is that? <laughs> you don't have to ask why, because i got a cheap-ass uh, computer up here with no audio card in it, because uh, the Beasleys are a bunch of cheap bastards. That's why. Hey, don't knock it, you know. Anyway, uh, our friend Lynn says, how about Janine Garofalo, and how could we have left her off? Oh, yeah. Is it Garofalo or Garofalo? Garofalo. Like I said. But she, in the beginning, she was uh, one of the very right. best spokespeople against this war, and I mean really adamant and outspoken and articulate and out excellent. Get her on there, Carlos. Speaking of outspoken. Janine uh, Garofalo, yes? Garofalo. Could we mention that, that you're very aware of the Paul Krugman Channels of Influence article, and it's on I'm the good, I'm going to read it next in a moment or two. I've got plenty of bedtime stories. I've only gotten 20 copies of well, it. Well, I don't want any more copies I, of it. I, 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 do, I, I do check the New York Times columns and editorials every single day. You can take it to the bank. In fact, I go over to the newsstand, and I actually buy the Times every day so I can read, you know, not just what's on the website, but I can go, you know, completely through it. 20 copies off of the facts. Well, I got it here. I'll get to it. It's all about Clear Channel. In fact, didn't I mention this earlier in the show? That goes to show you. You've got to start listening at 9. Not at 9.15. Not at 9.30. Not when uh, Howard and his uh, lesbians decide to go home, but right at 9. That's the time. Okay, right at 9. In fact, I thought the opening of the show today was magnificent. I love it. You asked me. Mm -hmm. Killed about four or five good minutes. And I thought it was great. I thought I was listening to Buffalo Springfield for what it's worth, and I thought, boy, you know, it's... Uh, Enough to bring a tear to your eye. And I realized that we're not supposed to, you know, well, all that stuff from the 60s. What was wrong with the stuff from the 60s as far as the protesters were concerned? There wasn't a goddamn thing wrong with the 60s. They just, uh, the government just convinced everybody, oh, this is just too out of control and too wild and too much promiscuity and too, yeah, right. Whatever you say. There wasn't a goddamn thing wrong. At least we had people with a social conscience in the 60s as opposed to being unconscious like in the, uh, whatever this is now, the aught uh, threes. <laughs> anyway, right. Paul Krugman, let me take a call or two. I'll get to it. Here's Plantation. Hello. Plantation? Yes, sir. Oh, hi. I, I, put on, I would like to put on the list Fred Thompson. Fred Thompson? The former yeah. uh, unctuous right-wing senator? <laughs> yeah, that's it. But he won't get any votes because you have a very narrow uh, audience, narrow-minded audience. So. Well, what do you mean by have a... Uh, Charlton Heston's got 20 votes. What are you talking about? He does? Yes. Oh, I wouldn't vote for him. 
Okay, well, go ahead. Go vote for him, asshole. We have a very narrow audience because we don't agree with you. You can vote yeah. for whoever you want. That's why we put them on there. We're not just putting people on there that they agree with. We got uh, Charlie Daniels on there and Charlton Heston and Fred Thompson. Put them on there. You know, we all know who Fred Thompson is. Just a just a rabid right winger who now all of a sudden is a celebrity. He's a big celebrity now because he parlayed his uh, mediocre political career into show business. Kind of like Bubba. Oh, and speaking of Michael Moore and Bubba, where's that book? Ah, I thought it was that's in the floor in the other room. It's in the other room. But anyway, in uh, the Michael Moore book, yeah, stupid white men. You know, I did read from the beginnings of that where he rips the election and Bush and all this other, and it was just I was just squeezing myself out. I was reading because it, it was all so good, just like he said at the Oscars the other night. But in, as you get to the latter part of the book, when he rips the Democrats and Bill Clinton, in fact, I am going to read some of that uh, this week. Good, just to show you, because what am I always saying? Both political parties suck. That's the problem with America. You're stuck with two political parties that are owned by the goddamn big interest. Michael Moore didn't vote for Clinton or uh, Bush. He voted for Nader, unfortunately, but, you know, mm -hmm. but he did out of conscience. Not that it accomplished anything except get Bush to win the election, but nevertheless, uh, although he probably still would have found a way to steal it anyhow. Sure. All right, you got a very narrow audience, George. That's the problem with Good us. We have he's a narrow a part audience. Of Only people who agree with us. That's why that guy was listening. Right. What kind of a comment is that? He can say whatever he wants, but just stop and think about how silly that is. Uh, sure, most of the people listening to this show, I don't know what percentage, maybe 70%, 80% are progressive, liberal, moderate. They're not a bunch of Bible-thumping right-wing lunatics. Hey, but we have plenty of those. Anybody that's been to any one of our appearances can plainly see that our audience is very broad. Broads. Yeah. You can see broad. that by those pictures we had on the website. <laughs> We got a real variety. <laughs> a wide variety. Here's the facts from Rick who says, I've seen and heard so many times over the last few days where the embeds are yelling loudly, gas, gas, gas. <laughs> Does this also apply when Josh Friedman walks into the room where wants to know the answer is yeah, yes. Yeah, everybody puts on a gas mask. In fact, QAM is the only radio station in the world that has gas masks hanging on the wall in just in case Josh Friedman might saunter in, might waddle in. He's a gas. Okay, so we got Fred Thompson on there, and we're willing to put any more on there. I don't care who it is. Which outspoken entertainer do you respect most for their viewpoints? We could put Brad Pitt on there. He's uh, all in favor of, well, he's not so much in favor of the war, but he says now that it started, we got to get behind it. I mean, anybody, you know, this is Brad What's in the Box Pitt. I'm not saying let's put them on there yet, but maybe somebody will suggest that, huh? Who the hell knows? We don't care. Anyway, Paul Krugman writes, speaking of cheap channel broadcasting, and they should only croak a wicked death over there, by the way, for many reasons. In New York Times today, he says, by and large, recent pro-war rallies haven't drawn nearly as many people as anti-war rallies, but they have certainly been vehement. One of the most striking took place after Natalie Maines, lead singer for the Dixie Chicks, criticized President Bush. A crowd gathered in Louisiana to watch a 33,000-pound tractor smash a collection of Dixie Chicks CDs, tapes, and other paraphernalia. To those familiar with 20th century European history, it seemed eerily reminiscent of, but as Sinclair Lewis said, it can't happen here. He just has three dots there. We didn't want to say it. Who's been organizing these pro-war rallies? The answer, it turns out, is that they're being promoted by key players in the radio industry with close links to the Bush administration. Oy! The CD smashing rally was organized by KRMD, part of Cumulus Media, a radio chain that has banned the Dixie Chicks from its playlists. Most of the pro-war demonstrations around the country have, however, been organized by stations owned by Clear Channel Communications, a behemoth based in San Antonio that controls more than 1,200 stations and increasingly dominates the airwaves. 
The company claims that the demonstrations, which go under the name Rally for America, reflect the initiative of the individual stations, but this is unlikely... According to Eric Bollard, who has written revelatory articles about Clear Channel in Salon, the company is notorious and widely hated for its iron-fisted centralized control. Until now, complaints about Clear Channel have focused on its business practices. Critics say it uses power to squeeze recording companies and artists and contributes to the growing blandness of broadcast music. But now the company appears to be using its clout to help one side in a political dispute that deeply divides the nation. Why would a media company insert itself into politics this way? It could, of course, simply be a matter of personal conviction on part of management, but there are also good reasons for Clear Channel, which became a giant only in the last few years after the Telecommunications Act of 1996 removed many restrictions on media ownership to curry favor with the ruling party. On one side, Clear Channel is feeling some heat. It's being sued over allegations that it threatens to curtail the airplay of artists who don't tour with its concert division, and there are even some politicians who want to roll back the deregulation that made the company's growth possible. On the other side, the FCC is considering further deregulation that would allow Clear Channel to expand even further, particularly into television. Or perhaps the quid pro quo is more narrowly for, uh, focused. Experienced Bushologists let out a collective aha when Clear Channel was revealed to be behind the pro-war rallies because the company's top management has a history with George W. Bush. What a shock. The vice chairman of Clear Channel is Tom Hicks whose name may be familiar to readers of this column. When Mr. Bush was governor of Texas, Mr. Hicks was chairman of the University of Texas Investment Management Company called uh, Utimco, and Clear Channel's chairman, Lowry Mays, was on its board. Under Mr. Hicks, Utimco play, placed much of the university's endowment under the management of companies with strong Republican Party or Bush family ties. In 1998, Mr. Hicks purchased the Texas Rangers in a deal that made Mr. Bush a multimillionaire. There's something happening here, like the song says, what it is isn't exactly clear, but a good guess is now that we're seeing this next stage in the evolution of the new American oligarchy. As Jonathan Chait has written in The New Republic, in the Bush administration, government and business have melded into one big us. On almost every aspect of domestic policy, business interests rule. Scores of mid-level appointees now oversee industries for which they once worked. We should have realized that this is a two-way street. If politicians are busy doing favors for businesses that support them, why shouldn't we expect businesses to reciprocate by doing favors for those politicians by, for example, organizing grassroots rallies on their behalf? What makes all of this possible, of course, is the absence of effective watchdogs. In the Clinton years, the merest hint of impropriety quickly blew up into a huge scandal. These days, the scandal mongers are more likely to go after the journalists who raise the questions. Anyway, don't you know there's a war on? Paul Krugman, today's New York Times. Clear Channel blows, baby. Clear Channel. Not only have they taken away your choices as far as music and talk and entertainment and everything else is concerned, but now, of course, they're goose-stepping with the Bushmeisters with Tom Hicks and Lowry Mays, etc. Isn't that lovely? lovely? And, of course, keep in mind who's chairman of the FCC, Colin Powell's son, Michael Powell. Let's hear it oh, for the oh. Powells, baby. 1028 at 560 WQM. Just calm down. Will you please? Okay. All you homeowners out there, is there anything worse than venturing out to your backyard for a nice swim, especially when it's 100 degrees in the shade like lately it has been a lot? Looking at that once beautiful pool of yours and saying, holy crap, what happened in here? It's stained, it's dirty, maybe it's even cracking in the pool too. Well, don't look at that mess one moment longer. Just say no more ugly pool and call our good paisans at Atlantic Marsite. These guys aren't just a couple of pool guys who run a cleaning service out of the back of their beat-up old pickup truck. These are real professional construction company folks who use full-time employees, not subcontractors, not some illegal aliens who just rolled off a banana boat. Atlantic Marsite specializes in the most incredible innovation at the pool business, Diamond Bright. Atlantic Marsite's been pouring it on right for 12 years now. They're licensed, they're insured professionals. They even train other companies internationally how to do Diamond Brighting right. And you'll get the same price, by the way, they give it to the contractors. You can't beat that. They're in North Miami, Broward, or Palm Beach, so call them Atlantic Marsite. They're the biggest installers of Diamond Bright in South Florida. They'll come right to you and give you a free estimate. 
They also perform pool and deck renovations, custom lighting, pool heating, exotic water features, too. For the very best, call Atlantic Marsite, toll-free, 1-800-558-8883. That's 1-800-558-8883. Diamond Bright, do it right, because Diamond Bright is a pool's best friend. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. This war on terror... In Afghanistan last week, coalition forces launched Operation Valiant Strike against terrorists and their allies in the southern mountains of Afghanistan. Of course, we have troops standing watch in other parts of the world to protect and maintain the peace. All the members of the military, abroad, at home, or here in this important building, are bound together by a great cause to defend the American people and advance the universal hope of freedom. America has accepted this responsibility. We also accept the cost of supporting our military and the missions we give it. Today I'm sending the Congress a wartime supplemental appropriations request $74.7 billion Oy. to fund needs directly arising from the Iraqi conflict and our global war against terror. My request to Congress will pay for the massive task of transporting a fully equipped military force, both active duty and reserve, to a region halfway around the world. This money will cover the current cost of fueling our ships and aircraft and tanks and of airlifting tons of supplies into the theater of operations. The supplemental will also allow us to replace the high-tech munitions we are now directing against Saddam Hussein's regime. My request includes funds for relief and reconstruction in a free Iraq. This nation and our coalition partners are committed to making sure that the Iraqi citizens who have suffered under a brutal tyrant have got the food and medicine uh, needed as soon as possible. I'm dying over here. I can remember back when radio was cool. I said when I grow up, that's what I want to do. But now it's run by greedy corporate holes and suits that only care about the bottom line, not you. They are omnipotent, their power has no end. Because the CEO is daddy Bush's friend. And so the show is meant for you to hear instead.
1036, 24 to 11 and 560 WQM, the Mad Dog at 1. Hank from the uh, NASDAQ 100 Tennis Tournament at 3. Well, this is uh, the 25th of the month. You didn't notice that. For some of us, it's payday. Carlos, get his check yet? You're a funny man. What do you mean by that? It's the After morning yet. already. Where the hell is Clarence with your check? And I, sure hope you. I hope my check is in my mailbox down there. It damn well better be. Clarence. Especially since the discs aren't showing up. I get the feeling that Clarence is just busy dealing with that stuff on the uh, website there, trying to get laid. Ain't going to work, Clarence. Couldn't get laid in the red light district in Amsterdam for 100 uh, guilders for 50 euros. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line. By the way, we give you a little bit of the president's speech about the cost of the war. The supplement. They heard that message. They also heard the message that the need is urgent. There you go. And that's about all we're going to give you because he's not really saying anything. We already know that. Here's a call from Boca. Hello. Hey, Neil. Good morning. Yes, sir. Morning to you. Hey, uh, two things. I don't know. Uh, did you do any uh, channel surfing last night between the war coverage? Yeah. Well, on a little music uh, note, you know, talking about the Dixie Chicks, uh, uh, A&E had Daryl Hall and John Oates on uh, live on the TV last night. Yeah. And I recall, I don't know, probably been about a year or so ago, you did a little poll on... Uh, who everyone thought was the greatest uh, male vocalist of all time. Did Daryl Hall, did his name ever get on that list? No. No. I know Freddie Mercury did or whatever, but, man, I, you know, that guy can sing, in my opinion. Can he anyway, that, Well, I, I think so. Anyway. I mean, they, they were okay, Hall and Oates. I wouldn't uh, put them way the hell up there on top, but they were pretty good. Yeah, I just watched that thing. I'm thinking, you know, I'm no kind of sure what I'm thinking. This guy can sing. I wonder if that, his name ever made that list a uh, year no. or so ago. On uh, a second, uh, second thing there, I wanted to uh, add a name to the list, if I may. Okay. Uh, uh, this guy's arguably, uh, the number one guitar showman in the history of the world. He sold over 30 million albums. Uh, he's, uh, honorary mention on the floor of the Senate back in 94. He's got several commendations from, uh, local, state, and, uh, federal police departments. Does he, does he have a name? Yes, he's out, well, I want to lead up to it. He's outspoken, has been outspoken, and continues to be outspoken against, uh, drug and alcohol abuse. Right. And, uh, uh, right wing, say right wing fanatic. Oh, uh, George, maybe know who I'm talking about already. Yeah, yeah he, he's uh, you know uh, number one gross touring act back in '77. Does he have a name, sir? Does he? Does he have a name? Mr. Ted Nugent. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> hey, so, you know, I mean, uh, you know, for, you know, I know he's a little bit of a gunner, obviously, but for, you know, but he also, uh, you know. Okay, you I, got I it, pal. Have a great day. Why couldn't he just said, how about Ted Nugent for your list? Dude? Oh, look at all that time he killed, though. Oh, yeah, he did kill. Thank you for killing some good time, by the way. In fact, we have a 100 listeners already who are, like, uh, getting ready to get scraped up off the floors. Wow. <laughs> pop, 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 beep, 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 pop, and the Florida legislature uh, stuck their nose up his ass, and pop, 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 beep, said it smelled pretty good, beep, 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 you know. Yeah. Jesus, God almighty, you know. He has a Here we go with, blow up with the dog. list building again. You notice where this is going again? Yeah. The list building. Here we got a war going on. we got uh, all kinds of crap going on. Uh, the Iraqis are threatening to use chemical weapons against the troops who are 50 miles from Baghdad. they got sandstorms over there. You can't see two feet in front of your ass. And this guy's hocking me a chinook about Ted Nugent. Man, South Florida, at least consistent. Oh! No wonder they had 300,000 people for that uh, fake fest over there on Fort Lauderdale Beach over the weekend. Hallelujah. In fact, why don't we dedicate the rest of this prayer, in fact, the rest of the week. Okay, we usually don't make dedications. We dedicate the rest of this week's shows to Jesus Christ. There you go. Why the hell not? Can't hurt. It's like those people they wear, you know, like the mezuzah and the uh, the uh, cross and all of the stuff, you know, just to kind of cover their ass. 
20 to 11 at 560 WQAM. I'm telling you, you folks in South Florida, man, you're a hoot. You're a real panic. Are we putting Ted Nugent on there? <laughs> you, tell, you tell us. Yeah, we're putting him on. Of course we're putting him on. I told you. He's an outspoken ass. I mean, a guy. Hey, you guys, if you spent the entire year last year avoiding the mirror because of that big glowing bald spot that makes a big reflection in the mirror and it's really embarrassing to you, well, guess what other people are seeing? They're laughing their ass off. If you want to get rid of your bald spot and look really great and younger than you ever thought you could again, here's the answer. One name, Chuck Alfieri. For over 25 years, Charlie's been helping all kinds of guys, big guys, little guys, rich guys, in-between guys, schleppers, because his system is affordable and because no matter how much cash you got, it's the best-looking hair system in the universe. If you want a mousy-looking piece, if you want to look like a jackass, like some silly old coot, go right ahead. Put a dead muskrat on your head like some people we know. But if you want to look great, here's the answer to the natural hairline system from Chuck Alfieri. And you have nothing to lose because everybody gets Charlie's 30-day guarantee. If you don't love the way it looks and feels and smells, if you're not getting laid at least two, three, four times a day, Charlie will give you a full refund, no questions asked. So here's the deal. Just make that one toll-free call. Mention that Neil Rogers told you to make the call. You'll get an extra 200 bucks off the regular price. And uh, Charlie will set up an appointment for you, give you a free consultation, and he'll actually show you how much better and younger he can make you look. 1-800-321-2413. That's the number to call. 1-800-321-2413 or log on to charlesalfieri.com. Live and local. This, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Andy West. And if you can't tell the difference between me and Ron Jeremy, you should try girls. There's a new prescription drug whose name says it all. Side effects. Finally, a prescription medicine that always gives you more than you'd expect. Side effects. Isn't it time you experienced side effects? May cause loss of blood, loss of hearing, loss of virginity, vertigo, impetigo, impotence, imprisonment, shrinkage of the genitals, enlargement of the genitals, softening of the brain, softening of the stool, loose stools, bar stools, toad stools, huge prehistoric bats swooping out of the sky and eating your dog, halitosis, Halle Berry, Berry Berry, Berry Manilow, rectal bleeding, Rectal numbness, numb nuts, chest pains, hunger pains, dry mouth, cotton mouth, large mouth, small mouth, hell mouth, or deaf. Side effects is perfect for everyone. Not intended for women who are pregnant, women who are men, men who are pregnant, children with dogs, children with dogs who are pregnant, the elderly, the young, kitty cats, Steve Perry, tadpoles, tadpoles who are pregnant, and pregnant pauses. In disclaimers like these. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about side effects and find out if it's responsible for the mysterious postulant growth under your left armpit. Side effects. 10:45 at 5:60. WQM Anos calls are just trickling in, aren't they? I can see. They're pouring in by the ones. Here's a lady in uh, somewhere in Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, I just find it so unbelievable that. People are not outraged that our First Amendment rights of freedom of speech, particularly I'm, I'm talking about the Dixie Chicks, they're expressing their opinion. They're expressing what they think. Mm -hmm. And for for all of this massive, you know, um, rallying against them and against what they said in order to express what they were really feeling, I, I just I don't understand. I mean, I went out and I bought like three... I didn't even I didn't even know who they were. I never heard of them before. I went out and bought like three CDs just to demonstrate my support. Just out of protest. Oh, just right. out of protest. I mean, people that su don't support the war should actually support the people like Michael Moore and the Dixie Chicks and everybody that's speaking up against the war. And if mm -hmm. somebody like, for example, like uh, the Clear Channel, because I was listening to your um, article that we were reading from the New York Times, that they go out and they burn, and we should go out and buy them by the dozens. 
and just to show that we do, in fact, want to continue with freedom of speech in this country and that all these people on the right-wing fanatics... Well, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but buying their CDs isn't going to deter uh, outfits like Clear Channel with their billions of dollars or any of these other right-wing lunatics who believe that freedom of speech means they can say what they want, and if you disagree, then dummy up. Uh, not going to change that. No, I know that, but at least, you know, it, it, you feel so... In com I mean, like you can't do anything. Like here yeah. they are, these helpless. Helpless. That 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 I don't understand why. I, I know that people have certain political views, and and we should be able to respect each other's views. Whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to just hey, you know, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. Well, but, but like I said I yesterday, this this started a long time ago, right after 9/11. You're either with us or you're against us, and that's the whole mentality of this administration. You're either goose stepping with us or you're an evil doer and you're against us. You're unpatriotic. You're a commie pinko bastard, and uh, we should uh, boycott you and we should avoid you and shun you and uh, put the spotlight on you and say you're a piece of crap. That, that's what they're doing. But why would the, the American people follow that? That's what I don't understand. Because the American people are sheep, some of them. Don't they just think for themselves? Don't they no. have a mind of their well, when, own? When did, that, when did that start? I don't know. Is it in the educational system? Where did it begin? Both. The educational system and the electronic media. People don't read newspapers. They don't read books. They sit there, and if they're going to learn anything, they watch TV. And that, that's what they get on their little 21-inch screen. That's what they find out about the world on their TV set. But we have known for for a long time that we cannot trust what comes out of the mouth of politicians. I don't care which party it's in. Why will we sit there and believe everything that the you're, you're not listening to what I'm saying. I understand. I agree with you, but you're you're, you're just chasing your tail. I know. I it's uh, not going to change. The American people are ignorant. Most of them, they don't know anything about the world. They couldn't tell you where Iraq or any of these other countries are on a map. And uh, ignorance is bliss. They're very happy to be that way, and they just goose step along. Whatever their leaders tell them, the majority say, "Hey, uh, whatever you tell us, that's it." Sorry, sight, because there's no place else. And I'm going to say it again. When you got hundreds of thousands of people protesting in New York and 100,000 in Frisco and in Chicago and in Toronto, here we had 80,000 on Saturday, and in cities all over the world, and you've got 300,000 people at Beach Fest for some religious phony baloney crap in Fort Lauderdale, what does that tell you about where you are? You don't have any activists in South Florida. You've got like maybe 10. I know. When You're in get... La La Land. I, I know. I just tried to think back. How did we get this way? That's all. And I'm trying to pinpoint, you know, how did we get this way? How do we get so because complacent? Because that's, that's the way the government wants the public. Why do you think nobody, they give lip service, but nobody cares about education? They want to destroy the public education system. They want to keep people as stupid and as busy as they possibly can. And that's, I that's think, what's happening. They want to keep everybody entertained to the point where they can ask questions. Have a great day. Thank you, sir. Okay. I'm ready to kill myself. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line. Which outspoken entertainer do you respect most for their viewpoints? We asked on NeilRogers.com today. None of them. They should all shut up. 121. How do you like that? They should all shut up. They have no right to have an opinion. <laughs> Michael Moore, 116. Charlton Heston, 22. I mean, there's nobody even close to Michael Moore. Look at that. Martin Sheen, 20. Of course, that's our narrow audience, Stuart. Right. Bill Maher, 18. Natalie Maines of the Dixie Chicks, Chicks with the uh, Hits, 13. Dennis Miller's got 11. Oh, my God. Susan Sarandon, 8. Paul Newman, 7. Charlie Daniels, 4. Barbara Streisand, 4. Sean Penn, Roy Scheider, Robert Redford, Rosie O'Donnell, Matt Damon. They got three apiece. Mike Farrell and Fred Thompson each have two. And Janine Garofalo's got one. That was probably Lynn. Yeah, she's got one, I heard. 
She's got one? Yeah. Big one? Yeah, it's getting big. balls, does she? Oh, three. Because if she's got balls, Donna Shalala over the U of M is going to be really jealous. If they're bigger than hers. So the billboard is still up is what we're hearing. Oh! Greg Reed grew a small pair, evidently, and the, the rumors have it that our billboard on Sheridan Street on 441 North of Sheridan there, the one that says, We've Got Balls, WQM 560, with the logos of the Panthers, the Dolphins, and the Hurricanes on top, is still there intact. How do you like that? For once, this man shows a little intestinal fortitude for once. I think this is the first time in a serious vein. Here's a call from Key Biscayne. Hello. Hello, Key Biscayne here. Yes, sir. Hi. Good morning, Neil. And good morning to you. Ah, after uh, about a month of listening to the press uh, question George Bush and uh, Donald Rumsfeld about the cost of the war, mm -hmm. and they didn't have a clue. And Rumsfeld did his tap dance. Well, you know, you really can't tell. There's no way we can put a price tag on this. Mm -hmm. And now George Bush says, I need $74,699,099. Mm -hmm. And that's the price tag for now. Right. Now, i got to tell you something. How can you believe if this man told me that tomorrow was Wednesday, I would check the calendar? I agree with you. I said that yesterday. I don't believe anything that anybody in our government oh, says, no matter which party they're from. It's uh, When you get the Enron situation with Kenny Boylay and uh, Global Crossing and, and all of these, the public has been ripped off and raped in the last uh, decade or so. And uh, what's the use? I mean, the average yeah, person, yeah. I mean, they just throw their arms up in the air, and what the hell can they do about it? Yeah, do you know about Brown and Root? Brown and Root? Yeah, that's the company that's a subsidiary of Halliburton. They've already got a big contract to read. No, yeah, we, we had that story on yesterday, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, well, whatever. As, as uh, Peter Boyle would say, holy crap. Exactly. Thanks a lot, Neil. Okay, I'll see you under the bed. Bye-bye. 10.52 at 5.60 WQM. The little person man. Huh? You're going to embed? We're going to be embedded, baby. I noticed on the BBC and the CBC, which are really great, I don't see all these embedded uh, reporters. Well, it's like that fax that we got about the one that was uh, blown up. Right, the guy that got killed. The right, they're not embedded. They're just running yeah. around reporting like reporters. He was out there in the open and right. more, in a more dangerous position, and bada-bing, that was the end of him. Very, very sad. And then watching David Bloom and Bob Arnott and all these other guys. Well, uh, we're embedded with the 101st Airborne, and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's really great, you know? So sad. No objectivity, no uh, no nothing. And Bob Arnott, for crying out loud, I mean, why don't you just put the uniform on and, uh, you know, and uh, go uh, go for it? Yeah. Might as well. That's why I don't, I will not watch CNN. And as a matter of fact, I gotta say this to you seriously. Aside from the ridiculous red hair piece. Aaron Brown, I mean, what asshole at CNN decided to put this guy in here? Where did he come from? Where did they know. find him? Where the hell did they find him? I mean, when you think they used to have guys like Bernie Shaw on that network, and now we got Aaron Brown as the main anchor in the evening? My God, this guy whiny and wimpy and meh, yeah, meh. We don't have any need for fisticuffs or punches, and uh, no call for that. Meh. There's a war going on. People are being butchered. They're dragging uh, dead bodies of American soldiers in front of the cameras. Little babies are getting uh, uh, mutilated. And this guy's worried because a couple of fisticuffs got exchanged in a, some protest in San Francisco in the streets. Meh. Just a whiner. And like I said yesterday, CNN, if you want to really find out anything that's going on, at least watch MSNBC or your right-wingers watch Fox because you'll find out about it an hour or two ahead of CNN. They're in la-la land. You know, the Camp Pennsylvania incident, that Akbar guy that uh, shot his own, you know, attacked his own soldiers? Uh -huh. CNN found out, they breathlessly came on to announce to us at 3.30 or 4.30 on Sunday, three hours after we heard about it on MSNBC, what his name was. 
And then MSNBC, about a half hour after that, they went to Ashley Banfield with the silly glasses, and she breathlessly announced, we've discovered that his real name was Michael Cools. You know, Michael. And she must have repeated that six times because she didn't have any story. He lived uh, somewhere in California, and his real name was Michael Cools. And uh, when he became a uh, Muslim, he changed his name to uh, Akbar uh, Schmendrick, whatever the hell it was. And then that's it. And she kept repeating it over and over about six times. Thank you, Ashley, for that scintillating report. I mean, come on. And, she, and this woman wonders, I mean, I, I, I understand where she's coming from, but she wonders why the public is so stupid and uninformed. They're feeding them paddling. They're feeding them crap. You get 10%, maybe 20% news on the American news, and I'm including the commercial networks, too. And the rest is all propaganda. It's bull crap. I'll say it again. The election in 2000 could never have been fixed, could never have been put over like that without the help of the media, especially at Fox, but everybody else jumping on the bandwagon because they were terrified not to be up with Fox. And all of this other crap that's gone down. How come I'm sitting on the air on this bogus radio station begging for calls in Miami, Florida, reading these articles by Paul Krugman and all of this stuff about Cheney and Halliburton and all this crap, all of these things, and the national media sitting on there goose-stepping with their embedded reporters? And one minute they're telling you about, well, Basra's been taken, and this one's been, and uh, Al-Qatar has been taken. And then all of a sudden you turn on to uh, BBC or CBC. Well, this couldn't be further from the truth. Because there's still a uh, heavy resistance in those areas and yada, yada, yada. If Basra had been taken days ago, how come they're having trouble getting the water and uh, food supplies in there? Oh. And getting the electricity back on. Oh. And all of a sudden today, well, there are pockets of resistance. I don't believe anything that they tell me. I'd rather sit if I only had one channel on there during the entire war. It would only be the CBC because at least they're objective. They're not involved. They don't have any ass to grind one way or the other. Oh, they're communists. They've done scathing, scathing condemnations of the American networks in the way that they've portrayed all of this and the way that they've twisted and propagandized. And I, I respect that. I respect the ball. They've got balls. 1057 at 560 WQM. If you want to have a gigantic feast, maybe the Last Supper, huh? How about the Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet? They've got three locations for you. They're in Sunrise, North Miami Beach, and the newest location is in prestigious Pembroke Pines. Start your mouth-watering eating experience with six different kinds of soups, any or all of them, and they got dozens and dozens of succulent entrees to choose from. Oriental Surf and Turf on the weekends, New York Strip made to order at the Gourmet Center, a sizzling Asian grill with teriyaki steak, shrimp, chicken, seafood, hand-carved prime rib. The Emerald Coast promotes healthy eating, too, because they don't use any crap, no MSG, no cornstarch, and they cook all of their fine cuisine only with cholesterol-free oils. The buffet features a full salad bar at the Emerald Coast. they got a new sushi bar, fresh shrimp cocktail, too. And don't forget, Emerald Coast famous Lobster Fest is back featuring lobster thermometers and lobster bisque. One requirement being a big puppet and a big healthy appetite because you got to leave room for that dessert bar featuring pies and cakes, pastries, ice cream with all your favorite toppings, and fresh fruit, the perfect netting to a big pig out. Don't forget, you'll find them in Sunrise, Emerald Coast, at Pine Island of 44th Street, on Collins Avenue, just north of 163rd North Miami Beach, and at the intersection of Flamingo and Pembroke Roads in prestigious Pembroke Pines. Emerald Coast accepts reservations. Takeout and delivery available as well. Call 954-572-3822. That's 954-572-3822 for the amazing Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet. We're Sports Radio 560, QAM. It's day in Miami town at 560 WQAM. 
Western world It is exploding Violence flaring Bullets loading You're old enough to kill But not for voting You don't believe in war But what's that gun you're toting And even the Jordan River has Bodies floating But you tell me Over and over and over again My friend I you don't believe We're on the eve of destruction Don't you understand what I'm trying to say? Can't you feel the fears I'm feeling today? If the button is pushed, there's no running away. There'll be no one to save with the world in a grave. Take a look around you, boy. It's bound to scare you, boy. And you tell me. I'm dying over here. Yeah, my blood's so mad, feels like coagulating. I'm sitting here just contemplating. I can't twist the truth, it knows no regulation. Handful of senators don't pass legislation And marches alone can't bring integration When human respect is disintegrating This whole crazy world is just too frustrating And you tell me over and over and over again, my friend I you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction Think of all the hate there is in Red China Then take a look around Just tell me Alabama You may leave here for four days in space But when you return it's the same old place The pounding of the drums, the pride and disgrace You can bury your dead but don't leave a trace Hate your next door neighbor But don't forget to say grace And tell me Over and over and over and over again My friend You don't believe We're on the eve of destruction No, no, you don't believe We're on the eve of destruction Eleven oh four five sixty WQM. The uh, military are telling the Baghdad residents to stay home. Don't get in the way. All right. Stay inside. Play uh, okay. mahjong, and uh, stay the hell out of the way if you know what's good for you. Because we're coming to liberate you, baby. Oh! We're on our way. What are you laughing about? No. We're on our way to liberate the courageous Iraqi people, aren't we? Okay. Here's a call from Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, how are you today? Okay, sir. Um. Two things here. First of all, I'll start off with: Would you ever feel comfortable being in Iraq in a tent? The fellow uh, army, American army guy by the name of Akbar. Uh, first of all, I think I'd be a little nervous about that. Could be. Um, 
I'm sure that's I'm sure that's the first thing that came to a lot of people's minds, right or wrong, but that's what they were thinking. Right. Um, six sports Sterling and Flamingo, there's like ten of them out there sitting with their little things in their hand. Okay. Um, uh, another thing. I heard I haven't heard I, I just turned into your show, so please excuse my ignorance if you've gone over this, but with Sean Penn, was he really over there partying and carrying on with Saddam Hussein? Well what do you, what do you mean partying? I wouldn't say he was over there partying. Would you say it was partying, George? Is that what he was doing there? It didn't look like they were partying. Of course, all these peace moms went over there and uh, met with the Iraqis, uh, you know, before the war. He was one of those people that went over right. there. Right. He, he was. He was there, and he did meet with the leaders and uh, so on. But I don't know that he was over there partying. Well, whatever you mean by that. Maybe they smoked a hookah together. Yeah. Maybe they smoked a big fat one together. I don't know. Okay. Well, again, that's just what I heard. So I was just checking with you, and uh, I did not watch the uh, whatever the award show was last night. Um, I saw bits and pieces of it. The big, the big kind of fat guy that was on there talking. What was his speech about? The, I've heard bits and pieces saying how you know he was giving this big speech about the big fat guy. You mean Michael Moore on Sunday night on the Oscars? Yeah, and they said he booed. He was booed or something. What was he doing? Yeah. Uh, well, go watch the replays, okay? Jesus God. Five six seven oh five sixty. The big fat guy that was on there. What was he saying? And it was last night. And what was that show? And I didn't watch it. If he didn't watch it, then what? Uh, why bother me about it? Okay. Michael Moore's got 135 votes on a poll, by the way, so somebody out there, number one, must know who he is, and number two, must like what he says. Well, it's your narrow audience. They know who he is. Oh. Supplemental appropriations request of $74.7 billion. You know, he could, he could barely get it out. He'd, like, stumble on the number. He could just barely blurt he it out. He stumbles on his name. Oh, I'm sorry. Forgot. 5670560, oh, pound 560. What was the name of that big fat guy? Jeff I thought Ryan. it was Jackie Leonard. <laughs> Here's a call from uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. That liberal war talk gonna bury you. Yeah, that liberal war talk gonna bury you. But thanks for listening religiously to the world famous Neil Rogers show on 560 WQAM. It's gonna bury us, sir. Another asshole. How many years have I been saying that? If you don't like what we're talking about, if you think we suck, if you think you don't like our opinion, well, whatever, whatever, a million different reasons. You know, 95% of the audience or 90% of South Florida don't listen to this show. That's fine. But calling me to give me instructions. Wow, this liberal war talk is going to bury you. You know something? Who gives a crap? I don't care. I don't care if we get a one share. I got nothing left to prove in a goddamn South Florida market after 27 years. If we had a 30 share, nobody would write anything about it. So what difference does it make? The sponsors all know that everybody listens to this show, even the assholes like this guy who don't want to admit it. But if you think that I'm going to be, uh, you know, crawl into a shell again, you know, they tried that months ago. Remember that routine? Sure. Oh, well, we like your show so much. But when you start with that politics, Neil, we like, we tend to turn it off. Well, you know what? Turn it off. Turn it off. If you're one of those goddamn chicken hawks out there like Bush and Rumsfeld and Pearl and all these assholes, go ahead. Turn it off. Have a wonderful life. Crank up your radio to Dr. Laura, who can call everybody a communist who doesn't goose step, okay? And then get ready for three hours of rush. With all of his bullcrap. Bullcrap for morons. Yahoo's. Even the Dobermans in the pickup trucks cover their ears when he comes on. <laughs> That's true. Dobermans around. It's pit bulls now. Oh, I see. Well, he's the pits. Here's Miami Springs. Hello. <laughs> I'm still laughing from that last guy that said, "Who was the fat guy? And what show was he on? Oh and what, my! What did he say? <laughs> this guy didn't know what planet he's on. He doesn't know what universe he's in. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! I was so I was I had to call you, man. That was so funny. He was great. The other thing was, earlier you had that stupid bitch on that says if you don't buy the Dixie Chicks CDs, 
that's going to protest the war. That just puts money into Dixie Chick's pockets. That does nothing to protest the war. See what I'm saying? She said that we ought to, the one who talked about going out and buying uh, Dixie yeah, Chick's yeah, CDs? Yeah, she says, yeah, we're just going to go buy the CDs, so that'll help protest the war. That's uh, a bunch of crap. <laughs> I mean, there's a, a thousand other ways to protest the war. I don't know if any of them are going to work or not. Well, when she started that business about you know buying a dozen Dixie Chick CDs, better her than me, that's all I can tell you. Well, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. And plus, she says she's never heard of them in her whole life, so she goes and buys them anyway. Well, there you go. She's uh, pissed uh, off yeah, and fired up. What can I tell you? Uh, crazy. Anyway. Good talking to you. Maybe she'll sell them at the flea market cheap. Okay, good luck to you, pal. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, people are frustrated. Like, she admitted that. She didn't know what the hell to do. So she's out there buying Dixie Chick CDs. Dixie Chick's got 13 votes, Natalie Maines. Michael Moore's got 140. Which outspoken entertainer do you respect most for his view or her viewpoint? Michael Moore, 140. None. They should all shut up, 139. 32% of this audience say none. Everybody should dummy up. Chuck Heston, speaking of that, 26. Of course, he forgot what he was going to say. Martin Sheen, 23. Bill Maher, 22. Natalie Maines, Dixie Chicks, 13. The terminally ponderous, desperately attempting to be humorous, Dennis Miller's got a dozen. Susan Sarandon, 10. Paul Newman, 9. Fred Thompson, 6. Rosie O'Donnell's got five. Five big ones. You know something? I bet she's got balls bigger than the elephant, you know? Sean Penn's got five. Barbara Streisand, Charlie Daniels, Matt Damon each have four. I wonder if Matt's got a pair. He's got something in there in that uh, bathing suit. Robert Redford, Roy Scheider, Mike Farrell each have three. Janine Garofalo's got a pair. And Ted Nugent's got one. Oh! I can't, can't imagine who that is, can you? <laughs> Ted Nugent. In fact, I think that the United States Congress is going to take up a resolution to honor a Ted Nugent. We're going to have a Ted Nugent holiday, don't you think? Sure, why not? God, if that guy would have gone any longer, I mean, we are like got gold medals and purple jelly beans for Ted Nugent, and we got uh, resolutions in the Congress and the legislature. Mm -hmm. We all have to wear moccasins oh, on that Oh, just give me the freaking name, you jackass. God. Twelve minutes past eleven at 560 WQM. I've been telling you for a long time that a lot of folks are losing weight with Balance for Life, and they are, including our beast, our desperate beast. Here's a guy who's like, what is he, about 26? Yeah, getting close. Started out at 284 pounds. He was close to death, in my opinion. In my humble opinion, yeah. close to death. His head was bigger than some apartment buildings. And he's gone on balance for life and lost damn near 60 pounds. And, you know, he was off there for a while and gained a little bit back and screwed around. He said, you know, I better get back on it. And he did. And he's lost damn near 60 pounds. And you can do the same whether you have like 10 or 20 pounds to lose or 50 or 60 or 80 or 100 or like uh, 6,000 like the beast. It's easy to do balance for life because you have nothing to figure out. No books to read, no cooking, no shopping, no cleaning, no worries, no calorie counting, no carbohydrate counting. All you do is eat the food in your black sack. Just stick with your black sack and you'll be in great shape. Three gourmet meals and two delicious snacks are in your black sack. WQAM, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Mickey Mouse office. Mr. Mouse? No. <laughs> uh, who's it? It's Michael Eisner. Hey, Michael Eisner? Hey, <laughs> Hold on a second. Why are you doing answering my phone, Rima? Uh, sorry, boss. It's Donnie Osmond. Donnie Osmond, what do you want? It's, it's Michael Eisner, sir. It's not Donnie Osmond. It's Michael Eisner, the touch president. <laughs> oh, boy, Eisner. Good morning, sir. How I'm are you? I'm almost done with you, pal. Sir? I was looking at the ratings for this nightmare you had us going through. 
I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. What a smashing success, sir. What? It that was, thing was in the toilet. It was unbelievable. If you break down the demographics. Oh, you know what, Eisner? Say that I'm just happy it's over. Sir, I believe the second go-around will be much better. The second go-around? You must be on crack. We're not doing that thing again. Why do you want to bring that back? Because the first time around, you barely missed toppling the entire network? Well, well, well sir, it's already done. What do you mean it's already done? Nobody ever told me it was already done. Hang on. Remus! I'm on the phone with Remus! Yeah, Ma. What the hell are you doing? Running some conduit, Ma. Do it quietly, Remus. That's not quiet enough, Remus. That bluebird stinks like an armpit. Sir, our uh, May sweeps will be amazing. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here, too. Instead of 15 nights... Forty straight nights. Forty nights of I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. You're killing me. And the celebrities ten times better. Oh, my God. We've got... Hold on. Remus? Remus? Yeah, boy. Take the harmonica. Yeah. Slide it up your back end. Walk it out. All right, boy. <laughs> All right. We've got Bernie Capel. Who? Bernie Capel, the doctor from the love boat. Oh, for heaven's sakes, he hasn't worked since he did the Stop Snoring Spray commercial. We've got a real hottie, Adrian Barbeau. Oh, my God, she's terrible. And someone I know you'll love, Billy Bush. Oh, oh, wait a minute, is that the president's annoying nephew? That's the one. Oh, for heaven's sake, you, you can't put him on there. And this... Hold on. Oh, yeah. Remus! Remus! I can't hear you, both of you. Remus, I'm on the phone. Can't hear you, Bo. Stop drilling. What are you making? Making a new credenza, Bo. What's wrong with my old credenza? Your shellac am shot. My shellac am shot. That's right, shellac am shot. Oh. Making a new one. Oh. Oh, I don't care who you have on this nightmare. Well, we definitely have some major A-listers, sir. We've got Scott Bakula and Leonard Nimoy. Even Remus doesn't remember Leonard Nimoy. Sure I do, boss. Remus, I wasn't addressing you. Sorry, boss, but he was from Father Knows Best. Oh, my God. I'm surrounded by idiots. Hey, Remus, I thought I told you to put that harmonica off your butt. Sorry, I farted, it, boss. Oh, don't fart in the office, Remus. Eleven twenty at five sixty WQM. I think we got an out for those people that don't want to hear any more war talk. Three round homer is ninth. Hewitt was tenth and last away <laughs> oh. as they round the first turn up to take over Mohican Brave. Mo harness harness racing from Mohawk. Oh. Let's hear Mohawk. Which prize attends the leaders from in their third? How do you like that? Or we could hear a little bit of Leafs TV. Things to say about him as an individual. How do you like that? Well, we right. have a lot of choices on here now. That's the good news. As opposed to hearing that dry, you know, like the BBC stuff. Nobody wants to hear that war talk. By Rocky Units. See what I'm saying? Yeah. See the difference? I'd rather hear uh, Racing from Mohawk. Here's a fact from Chronic Todd in Hollywood who says, Aaron Brown is the second stringer from uh, ABC News. Why CNN thought he belonged on the air all day, I don't know. I'd rather watch Ted Turner humping a buffalo, he says. CNN is the Detroit Lions of News. He says, I told you stupid white men was great. Love your show. Todd in Hollywood. Thank you, Todd. Also, Wally in Deerfield says, speaking of not watching a nonstop war coverage, 
And I don't, by the way. I don't uh, not sit here glued to it. I, I, I check back. You know, like we used to say on SUN. Right. Check back with us later. There might be something interesting, something you like. It's not like anybody you have to try to follow it. Anybody that's sitting around transfixed to this, like round a clock, Ugh. needs mental help. You know, I mean, there's what is the point? Especially today, you got those gigantic sandstorms, and uh, what's what's going to happen today? Nothing. It's a fight, but they hope it won't be necessary. See, there you go. Wally in Deerfield says, I understand the curiosity of most people, but can't understand the fixation of war watching as being presented by the media cartel. I must be one of the few who refuse to take part in the latest entertainment package being presented to us by the propagandists. What's the obsession for most Americans that they're compelled to watch and listen to shock and awe? This invasion is not exactly suspenseful. One doesn't need to fast forward to the end to spoil the surprise ending. I'd only hope that many Americans just turn it off. I don't need to be a media consultant to understand that the viewing numbers will be used to bolster the rationalization of this illegal, immoral slaughter. It's not a PlayStation module. Turn it off, you automatons. Go to a protest. It's the only voice you have. This is our friend Wally in Deerfield. Thank you, Wally. Turn the goddamn thing off. Point you simply Turn it off. Thank you. See how fast that was? Mm-hmm. I say let's go back to uh, racing from Mohawk. Bull Parisian now out. Ra- racing five from Mountaineer blanks. would be even better. Rockabye music now. Ra- Mountaineer Downs would be good, huh? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. We could just play the audio from Driving uh, Movie Channel. All right. Plan Nine from Outer Space with Bela Lugosi. Report to me and when Ed this Wood has been movie. accomplished. So you need to see Ed Wood now that you got a DVD player. I can't find it. I tried to find oh, it. Oh no, I'll find it. I'll make a list. Eros, the Earth people are getting closer to that which we fear. So then you can really appreciate Since They the will thing. not listen or respect our existence. They cannot help but believe our powers when they see their own dead walking round again. By the way, you know, the Gene Autry movies they show on Moviola here, the short movies, or maybe it's on this one. I never, of course, that's way, way before your time, but I always thought Gene Autry was just a cowboy. Right. Which he was a cowboy, but the movies that he was in, at least a whole bunch of them, were like science fiction movies, like all these uh, rocket ships and bizarre crap, which, of course, you're not getting to see. No. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Neil. Buenos dias. Yes, sir. Neil. Yes. Hey. You know, that lady, I mean, I, her point was kind of skewed, but, I mean, I understand her frustration. Uh no, but you know, she didn't deserve to be abused by that guy. Yeah. There's nothing we can do about it. Right. I mean, we elected a different president, but this guy's in there. Uh-huh. Uh, it's almost like we're becoming a third world country. You you went out and bought a Cadillac, and you wound up uh, they delivered you a Volkswagen. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the what the what to think. I mean, oh, <laughs> it's frustrating. I, I'm with that lady. That's all I can say. Let's go buy some Dixie Chick CDs. Come on. Bye. Okay. You first. No, I mean, I understand. She's frustrated. She didn't be deserved to call all kind of names by that guy, but, you know, it's amusing. Hopefully she won't take it personal. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. War is going on, but there ain't, we're watching Plan 9 from Outer Space on Drive-In TV channel. Police brought me home. Similar. I hope I never see it's such a sight again. You hear what she said? After your description, I don't think I'd want to see it. Either. If you'd listen more and dummy up a little bit, you might learn something. After you were forced to the ground by that blast of wind, was it a uh, hot or cold blast? There you go. I think he uh, got one in each year. <laughs> Five, six, seven. Oh, what am I giving these numbers for? What's the, what's the point? Now, we had this on yesterday. Sedona, California. Is that what this allegedly is? Hello? Hello? Rogers. Yeah, uh-huh. You know, one thing about Carlos is I saw this yesterday on there, and I thought to myself, nah, there couldn't be a real call. 
and he puts it on there again. Why don't you get with it, Carlos? Get but with he's, the program, he's man. Word for it, huh? Why would well, they don't lie to believe, him? Don't believe these people any more than you believe your president, for Christ's sakes. What's wrong with you, man? Oh, I get it now. Sedona, California, right. Arizona. Uh, Arizona? I don't think Sedona's in Arizona, is it? I, is it? I, where, where is I Sedona? And who the hell gives a crap because it was a crank anyway? It was an asshole. If we, want, if we want to hear Mickey Mouse, we'll hear the real thing on this show. Okay, sir? Thank you very much. We got the own... Eisner? The original. We don't need any uh, poor imitators. That's one thing this show has been breeding over the years, of course, is the, the little imitators, the ones that try to imitate the Mickey Mouse thing. Mm -hmm. They try to imitate Reverend Jones. Uh, anything that's cute and clever, they've got to do their own thing, you know? Right. Very sad. I mean, once in a great while, it might be something cute, you know? I'm throwing, well, once, trying to think of one. <laughs> well, I'll give you one, even though it's not somebody that we're particularly crazy about or ever want to hear from again, but like... Shannon, I Faulkner. Well, that's See? cute, but that's not an imitation of a bit or anything. That was That's an original. Oh, an original line. But but I'm just saying, you know, like cute little uh, droppings sure. here. And we there. like cute little droppings if they're original. But we don't uh, often get them. Twenty-six no. past eleven at five sixty WQM. If you want to buy you a great new mattress, there's only one smart way to do it. Pick up the phone, baby. That's the way to do it. Grab that thing, squeeze it, yank it. Over a million smart people, including me, bought a mattress over the phone from Dollar Mattress, and hundreds more are doing it every week because they're tired of getting ripped off in those bedding and department stores. They're tired of running all around town, comparison shopping, and they're tired of paying for somebody else's big overhead. When you make the one easy call to Dollar Mattress, it just figures. They have no big overhead, so you save a ton of money, and you get the best delivery system in the world. They deliver when you want, any two-hour period, any day of the week. Call 1-800-MATTRESS, M-A-T-T-R-E-S, and they got the best mattresses, too. They got Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coral, every size and style, at unbeatable prices. And Dollar Mattress is ranked number one in the world in customer satisfaction because they know how to treat you right. They got more referral and repeat customers than anybody else because the way they treat you. Once you buy a mattress from Dollar Mattress, you'll never go back to those showrooms again. And don't forget, when you do buy your mattress from Dollar Mattress, they'll set up the new one and take away the crappy old smelly crappy bedding for free. I said it twice crappy because it usually is. Let me say it again, Dollar Mattress takes away the old bedding and sets up the brand new one for free. So ensure yourself a great night's sleep for months and years to come. Where's my mattress, fat boy? How many days am I going to be saying that, you know? About 30, man. Oh, he is so full of it. And by the way, is uh, Pete Lenny still there? I don't think so. We can only hope not. Actually, Make he called call. to say he loves you. What does that mean? To say goodbye and that he loves you. He already called here to say goodbye. Don't ever call here again. Lose my number, you jackass, you lunatic. And throw away some of those drugs, too, while you're at it. Call 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. That's 1-800-MATTRESS for Donna Mattress, the smart way to buy you a great new bed. Live, Live and local. We're Sports Radio 560 QAM. Right. I might call for voodoo spells. A bigger nut than David Wells. His cheese slid off his shells, that's my goal. This crazy nut has gone too far. He drives a fat man bumper car. He has sex with a Cuban cigar. That's Michael Jackson. Shut up. 
32 at 560 WQAM. So anyway, I just uh, faxed you that thing for Beaner Boy to put on there because somebody wanted the um, Iraqi website Aye. of the uh, gentleman, the individual who lives in Iraq and Baghdad that we read the stuff from before. And there it is. Beyond the so shore. You can make a link to that right on our website. Uh, enjoy it before uh, a bomb hits him. I beg your pardon? Yeah, that's right. You better get it on there right away before La Una Bamba Grande hits uh, the house where he'd be staying. Yeah, after three-eighths of the mile. Get out of there, Frank. Come on. Come on, let's have racing for Mohawk. And Carlos Sandover fifth. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. I'll tell you one thing. I'm enjoying watching this a hell of a lot more than the uh, the war stuff. Yeah. Than the bombs bursting in air. Here's a call from Miami. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes sir. I know how you feel about George Bush, but I never really George really never expressed how he felt about George Bush. Literally. <laughs> yeah right. Uh huh. And. What time is your show on? No, no. Because, you know, George always makes, like, following. He always follows your comments. He never really. No, no, he does not. And, okay. Well, he, I hear him laughing over there. I'm serious. I'm not joking. I spent um, a week on it. Practically nothing but. Okay. Well, okay. But also, I'm also calling. I never hear you talk about Mo anymore. What's the status between you two guys? Is it what, what, is there, what, do you, what do you mean, what is the status? Like, Mr. Monet did hit the wall after refusing rating for the first. Go ahead. What is it? Is it still like hostile? Is he still a prick? He still. Yes. Know? Yes. All of the above. Yes. Okay. Because I've never heard you. When you get to, when you get to be seventy three, it's a little bit too old to change. You know what I'm saying? How about if we all chip in and get him a brain transplant and like wipe out? So How about a hair transplant? Would be good. A free visit to Chuck Alfieri would be good. Let's see. Now, what is this? This letter of resignation. What is this? Oh, whatever. It's a fax. Didn't make the news. Yada, yada, yada. Well, what is this? Oh, this is the first page of more than one? Yeah. Three total. From the foreign service. No, no this didn't it. Maybe it's worth news, reading. Maybe it? it isn't. Huh? Maybe it's worth reading. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it's po worth posting. I don't know. It did make the news. Oh, how much of my fax paper are you wasting with this crap? Jesus, this last guy was right. George is an idiot. Boss the gate. Here they come. 567 pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Line. Welcome to uh, the uh, Racing Network. Racing from Ohawk. Kilopanjaro drives out next. Here goes Randy Waffles with the floor right to the front, baby. Five, six, he'll finish second because I saw it last night. Here's a lady in Pompano. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Hello, Neil. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, I'm a Canadian, and uh, my husband... Well, how's it going, eh? Oh, <laughs> no, I, I will not say the A part. Sorry. Um, my husband and I... Um, vacation down here just about every year and we listen to you and enjoy your show very much and I was talking to my daughter in Canada last night and she was saying that um, you know we live in Windsor so of course uh, we're on the border and we get a lot of American um, stations so we hear mm -hmm. a lot about the war and that but we also right. have CBC so we, we get the other end of it but my daughter was saying I thought this is very very smart she said we should be updated but not inundated you know with the war and uh, it should be, yeah, definitely reported. But, I mean, this wall-to-wall uh, uh, -wall coverage is just too much. And I agree with you with this embedded stuff. Can't they just say 
with whatever, you know, yeah. whoever they're with. Oh, yeah, well, it's another one of those catch, those buzz phrases, you yeah. know. Of course, they think it sounds really catchy, you know, where so-and-so, Kerry uh, Sanders is embedded with the 101st Airborne. Well, yeah. I like we're impressed by that, you know. Oh, it sounds so silly. And well, yeah, the, good, the good news is, though... <laughs> See, there's the prices right. The, network, the networks, at least, have gone back to regular programming this week. So if people want the wall-to-wall coverage, they can watch the uh, Talking Head Networks or CBC, like uh, CKLW, you got there in Windsor, or whatever you want. But if you want to watch the regular programming, it's still there. Yeah, um, another thing. I didn't see this, but my daughter was saying that, um, I don't know that it was David Bloom or one of the reporters, one of the, and they seem to have every big shot reporter over there that you could, yeah. you know, think of. Um, that he was interviewing a mother of a, a young man who was over there fighting, mm-hmm. and uh, he was saying something about, oh, he was so sorry that he was uh, taken prisoner. She didn't even know. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I, I saw that one, and then I saw a thing last night that was just enough to make you cry, where Bob Arnett was talking to a, a Marine in the desert, and he was telling him about the the uh, so the civilians who had turned, they ambushed a group of Marines up ahead of him, Oh, and yes. uh, killed several Marines, and he didn't know anything about it. And to see the reaction of this kid, it was, oh. he was practically in tears. Cause, and he said, oh, that's the first I heard about it. And he just completely was losing it. And Bob Arnett, well, thank you for what you're doing for us. And he just kind of, it was, it was so grotesque. And talk about destroying the morale. One of the things that the military tries desperately to do is to keep the bad news away as long as possible. And here's this jackass who's embedded with this group, and he's uh, passing along the bad news. Oh, well, I, I, and, and, you know, Interfering. another thing, they were saying that... Um, I think I heard it this morning, uh, that they weren't fighting fair, those uh, um, soldiers posing as civilians and and shooting. Um, My brother and my brother-in-law were both in Vietnam. You didn't even know who the uh, uh, enemy was. That's absolutely right. I mean, they were children. This this has been going on as long as there's been war. Yeah, I mean, fighting fair. Yeah. What, that, that's so ridiculous. Yeah, the, the rules of uh, engagement. Every time I hear that term, I just, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. I know. It, it, it's, called, I, it's called staying alive is what it's called. Yeah. You know, and I know um, that, you know, as far as religion, you know, this is not one of your high points. But I will tell you, um, you were mentioning about uh, the different churches praying for the soldiers and all the rest of it. Uh, I went to Mass on Sunday. And our priest didn't mention a thing about the war. All he said was um, that pray for the um, people engaged in religious wars. And um, I think the reason for that was because the Pope had said this was an immoral, unjust war. And um, so, uh, you know, he couldn't single out the Americans or anybody else, but just praying for people in general. Mm-hmm. I must say at the end of the Mass they did sing America is Beautiful, which I was surprised I knew the words to. <laughs> Big Canadian, but um, yeah, it's it, it's too much coverage. It's too much. We certainly know we need to know what's going on. Well, like stick, say, stick with the prices, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> Poppycock, fluffy popcorn mixed with. A- there you go. Okay. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks. Thank you. See Bye-bye. ya. Several varieties. Poppycock, the delicious gourmet popcorn treat. That's not Rod Roddy. What happened to Rod Roddy? Bid on those cameras. Uh... Maybe they dropped Rod out over Baghdad, you think? That would do it. I think just the sight of those blinding silk suits might uh, put them in another mode of operation. 20 before noon at 560 WQM. We got the Mad Dog at 1. You got the Humper from the NASDAQ 100 Tennis Tournament at 3. I didn't know what that was, NASDAQ 100, until I did the uh, audio med spot. And then the good news is it's a tennis tournament, which, you know, I mean, at least it's not golf. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And then we got Hurricane Hotline at 7. The big... Oh! 
from 8 to 10, Eddie K, 10 to 2, and Joe and Mark overnight. And then in the morning again, we don't want to forget them, the Molemeister and Geldy, little backstabbing Geldy. I guess Geldy didn't get that job with ESPN, huh? What a bad break for us. Anyway, don't be like Saddam Hussein. Don't be like Osama Yomama. If you find yourself in a dead job, pick up the phone and call Fast Train. Call one. I, I have no idea what that means. Do you? They'll, they're they're going to be unemployed soon, I guess. Oh, I see. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN to get started in a new high-paying computer career. Unless you're hiding under the desk and cruise missiles are landing right by your ass, there's no excuse not to call. Call FAST-TRAIN, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. They offer convenient day, evening, and weekend classes. Check them out on the web at FASTTRAIN.com and get out from that dead-end crap job working for some schmuck. Unlike dictators, computer professionals are still and even more and growing high demand than ever. So call Fast Train today and get yourself started on the road to a big fat paycheck. Fast Train's got locations all over town, no matter where you live. They're in Miami, they're in Kendall, Pembroke Pines, and Fort Lauderdale, so there's bound to be a convenient location close by you. Register at FastTrain.com to receive your free American flag bumper sticker, too. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train today, toll-free, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. And if you see uh, Todd Dreck, be sure and tell him where to stick it to. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Beat that gator meat. Coming up tonight on Inside the Behind the True Hollywood Celebrity Music Biography Profile Story, we take a good, hard, stiff look into stardom. He was born in Prague, Czechoslovakia, and began playing music at age four. Like all gifted European prodigies, he dreamed of one day coming to America to write a theme song for a crappy TV show. He was Jan Hammer. I blame the communists. The stinking, filthy communists. Jan Hammer had to flee his native Prague because of the communist invasion in 1968. I was educated at the Academy of Music and Arts. I gave concerts that would have you weeping. And what am I known for? Don f***ing Johnson and Philip Michael f***ing Thomas. Crockett and f***ing tubs, man. Oh. oh, Jesus, Jan Hammer. What a tight ass. Slappy Gold, one-time Jan Hammer manager. Whoa, say that three times fast. Jan Hammer manager, Jan Hammer manager, Jan Slummer Hammerger. Anyway, Sloppy Gold. Hey, this was the 80s on location in Miami. No way would he have scored that much blow back in Czechoslovakia. But Jan Hammer needed closure. So Inside the Behind returned with him to the modern Czech Republic, where his countrymen gave a grateful welcome to their returning musical genius. Hey! Jan Hammer! Go, Crockett and Tops, my friend! I Jan Hammer. Hey, at least he got to do a lot of blow. It's a big, juicy, sopping wet look at show business. Tonight. On inside the behind. 11:46, 14 till noon at 5:60 WQM. Man, it's a little bit showery now, but it's going to be 52 this afternoon here. Not too bad, huh? Pretty damn good, I'd say. I like it. In fact, it's already 50, so I think they're going to exceed expectations. Yeah, I could be wrong. It's not even noon yet, and it's already like 50. And just a couple of weeks ago, you know what it was? About 30, man. Exactly. Now this story about this uh, Adnan G. L. Shukri Jajuma. Okay. Juma, Juma. I, I hate to do that because they're like local family and everything, but just Duda. You know, it rhymes with Duda. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yesterday, did you see the FBI on uh, CBS News last night? I thought Dan Rather was going to hyperventilate because they had this dramatic FBI, not just a request, but like a wild plea <laughs> for uh, people, uh, you know, for some tips on where to find this guy. 
And in the Sun Scum Central this morning, it says, admittedly short on clues as they try to prevent a new terrorist attack. Federal and state law enforcement officers in South Florida are urgently asking the public to help them find a former Broward County man they suspect is a key al-Qaeda operative. Just days after the FBI launched a worldwide search for Adnan G. El-Shukri Juma, Duda, Duda, agents called a press conference yesterday to underscore the priority federal investigators have put on tracking down El-Shukri Juma, who left his parents' Miramar home months before the 9-11 attacks and never returned. Did he ever return? See, I don't know. What is it with me today with the music thing, you know? I don't know. I'm thinking of the, uh, what was the name of that? So the MTA by the Kingston Trio. Remember that? Of course no. not. Poor Charlie, he got an MT. Did he ever return? Well, that's the folk music thing again, you know? I guess that's what happens when you play For What It's Worth by Buffalo Springfield and Barry McGuire and Eva Destruction all in one day. And more to come, by the way. Good. Mordecai. It's very, very, it, listen to this. It's very important, very important that we find him soon, said Hector Pesquera, the FBI agent in charge of the Miami office. Suffice to say, he's been identified by senior Al-Qaeda members as a very, very serious threat. Not just a very serious threat, but a very, very serious threat. Code 2. Pesquero would not comment when asked three quick, uh, key questions. What kind of terrorist attack is planned? When will it happen? And what will be targeted? And he basically said, eh. El Shukri Juma is thought to be living out of the country, and federal investigators are working with police in Morocco and Trinidad searching for clues, Pesquero said. Those countries are among several apparent stopping points for the Saudi Arabian native who federal agents said used several aliases and passports. Now, did you see the interview with his young brother? No. The, the family still lives in Miramar. <gasps> Are we and still harboring? Twice, oh, I'm sorry. They still twice. Now, stop that. They had the br young brother on. He said, ah, he's just an ordinary guy, and I can't believe that he would do any of these horrible things you're saying. But, uh, you know, who the hell knows? Whoever really knows. He's been away for a while, so. Who would have ever thought uh, Tim McVeigh would have gone off the deep end, huh? <laughs> Whoever thought John Wayne Gacy would have had all those kids lying under the uh, uh, under the floorboards? It's just uh, one of the you know who ever thought Ted Bundy he was kind of an unassuming guy, right? Right. Whoever knows. But anyway, they're very very urgent uh, to get some info. Five six seven oh five sixty. I feel so much better now. Was when I came into this room this morning, it was so hot in here you could fry eggs on the sidewalk if I had one. <laughs> and I opened all of my windows and finally, no, no, seriously, I was like flush. I was like, uh, you know what I mean? When you sit in a room that's too goddamn hot, right? I mean, it's a wonderful building I live in, but a little every now and then they get either a little enthusiastic with the heat or in the summertime a little over-enthusiastic with, with the air conditioning when you could, like, make ice on a goddamn floor. Maybe you're having hot flashes. Yeah, that could be a mental pot. Maybe from this show. Yeah. Here is Miami Beach. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Um, I just wanted to say I came back from uh, 32 years overseas on different assignments. Uh-huh. Uh, about five of which, five years of which was in the Middle East um, yeah. in the early 70s and so forth. But I've worked with the probably representatives of maybe 80, 90 different countries in my career. And uh, I came back to the States. I was very enthusiastic about coming home after all this period of time. And it was mm -hmm. just before the presidential election. And uh, I was had never voted, never played a part of any uh, political party, and I was appalled at the way the uh, the election went. I mean, the Democrats had decided they were going to have Gore and uh, the, the hell with Bill Bradley, and the Republicans had decided they were going to have Bush, so they crucified John McCain down right. in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at this whole thing and said, this is, this is not healthy. But the biggest single problem that really disturbed me 
is the fact that um, debate in this country has been destroyed largely through the use of political correctness, which to a large extent was a democratic, uh, a democratic party issue. But the right wing has used this in an incredible way. Mm -hmm. uh, now one talks about the Dixie Chicks, for example. But right. If one would make a statement, for example, that might be pro not pro-Palestinian, but an understanding of the Palestinian side of the issue, which I happen to have a lot of in-depth background, mm -hmm. uh, you could get slapped as being anti-Semitic. Right. You could make a statement about a woman, for which might be commonplace in Europe, and all of a sudden you're a chauvinist pig. Mm -hmm. And then this war issue comes along, and of course you're unpatriotic. Right. Nobody wants to be labeled with any of these things, so everybody shuts their mouth. Nobody talks, no debate, no discussion going on. So I must say, uh, I've listened to all of the Rush Limbaugh's and these guys that have great appeal with the proletariat, but the bottom line is, I thought your show was very refreshing because it does encourage people like me to say, after this war is all over, there needs to be some balance in this country again. We have to stop the right, we, forget the right and forget the left. The bulk of the country is in the middle. And I think the bulk of the country is going to wake up and realize we've been conned. We've been conned on this whole war. We've got uh, polls indicating 50% of the Americans think that Saddam Hussein was involved with 9-11. Right. That's directly a result of the way the president has been presenting it. 9-11 is used in the same sentence with Saddam Hussein. Uh, and nobody in the administration has said Saddam Hussein is responsible. But when it gets out to the proletariat in this country, the assumption is made, and nobody has done anything to uh, to refute that. Mm -hmm. So we've gone marching off into this war, which I think I think the Americans are starting to realize is um, when we get into the street fighting, the damage is going to be so horrendous. Yeah that there's no way they're going to get these people ever to be pro-American or on our side. To hell with this democracy. And I would say to you, this democracy itself, you can't go sell democracy to the rest of the world when the rest of the world is voting today saying we're against this thing. Mm -hmm. So it's ludicrous for this president to stand up and talk about democracy when the whole world is voting in the streets and uh, it's a joke. And, uh, and so we've damaged the idea of democracy. Uh, perhaps uh, to a long term, these people, nobody wants to jump into democracy right now, I can tell you that. Good luck, to was, I, good luck to us, my friend. That's all I can tell you. Good luck to what? Good luck to us. Well, I think guys like you who are using um, a, a, a reportedly a, a sports show and uh, putting your your feelings across the air is a very very healthy thing. Uh, I think it's it's uh, it just seems to be that there's a huge. I'm surprised that you have the advertisers that are supporting you in all of this, and I'm so pleased for your advertisers because I think this whole public opinion thing is going to start to change. Because in the end, there's only one solution to terrorism. And I've lived around terrorism my whole career. My whole career. In the cities I've been in, on subways I've taken in Paris, downtown London, you name it, I've seen the terrorist bombings, whether it's the IRA or the Algerians or whether it was the Red Brigades or whatever. 
We grew up to that. And I know the Americans are in shock because of 9-11 and so forth. But eventually, the only way to stop terrorism is to uh, address the issues of what are motivating these people. And the issue that many Arabs have told me over many years, they like American people. They don't have a problem with the United States. What they do not like are the policies of the government. And so this country is going to have to go into a serious debate about our foreign policy if we ever... Well, you know, you know if, this, if this government would have been right from the beginning more interested in solving the problem in the, in between the Israelis and the Palestinians instead of sucking up to Ariel Sharon and being one-sided in their diplomacy, uh, we wouldn't have to be doing what we're doing right now. But that's not what I, they wanted. I think have a great day, my friend. i got to run. I, you're absolutely right. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Here's uh, Linda or Lydia from Miami says, I want to say thanks because every morning you and George give me a little hope, a little hope that at least some Americans have opened their eyes won't be allowed to be brainwashed any longer. I admire both of you for not giving up due to the frustration you must feel every effing day when facing so much narrow-mindedness and ignorance when trying to get your message across. Thank you, Lydia. Well, how do you like that? That last guy was pretty interesting. That's why I left him on so long. Yeah. Plus, I was looking for a CD. Fine. <laughs> what are you chuckling about? What's wrong with you, man? <gasps> no, I know how your brain works. Five six seven oh five sixty. No, he he was uh, he knew what he was yeah, talking about. Right. He was right on target. He's been around. He's been there, man. And like I said, my whole uh, and of course your Palestinian attitude is like totally one-sided and ridiculous. No, it isn't. I'm pro. I'm like a hell of a lot. Stop misrepresenting huh? me. No, I'm not. I, you know, for the sake of shaking everything, it's fine. I play along, but I'm pro peace. I'm for everybody stop killing each other. But that, that's where they needed to solve the deal. Was right there and cut this crap yeah. with Ariel Sharon and, and pandering to these right wing religionists in this country and Falwell yeah. and Robertson and all these other assholes. Oh well, the promised land and Armageddon and all this other crap. Because that's the only way you're going to get respect in the Arab world, not by going in there and blowing the crap out of their country. Anyway, let me tell you about a great place, and that's the world-famous Pizza Loft. Jeff Cohen, he knows his stuff, man. He's a real stand-up guy. In fact, I understand he'll do it standing up, laying down, pinwheel, whatever you like. That's the rumor I'm hearing. Anyway, at the Pizza Loft, you get delicious food. Everything is cooked fresh to order. Very gigantic portions and teeny-tiny prices. Monday's lasagna, I was just thinking about Teeny Tiny and Jeff Cohen in the same. Monday's lasagna night at the loft and Tuesday's eggplant night like tonight. Buy one of these dinners on these nights, get the second one for only five bucks. Wednesday, kids eat free with the dolls, they can see Jeff's famous magic show. Thursday is bike night at the loft, come on a motorcycle, buy one dinner, get the second for half price. They have got fantastic pasta dishes and chicken and veal and seafood. They got three different kinds of great pizza, they got calzone, super subs, they got it all at the pizza loft. And the best news for you is now there are two, count them, two Broward locations. You notice there was one over Basra and one billboard over one uh, banner plane over Baghdad? <laughs> I'm serious. For takeout delivery and catering in Davie, that's on University Drive between Griffin and 595, right behind Pier 1 Imports in the Pizza Law Plaza, Kitty Corner, Armadillo Cafe. For takeout and, uh, or delivery in Davie, call 954-916-8880. 954-916-8880 in the brand-new location in Prestigious Plantation, right out there by me, corner of Knob Hill and Sunrise, right behind Walgreens Pharmacy. Call 954-382-1999. Don't forget in Plantation, the same great food, the same reasonable prices, and the same delicious fresh goodies with gigantic portions. 954-382-1999. Certainly the most amazing in the universe, the world-famous Pizza Law. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Head of Homeland Security, Tom Ridge, advising you to put duct tape on your radio when I raise the warning color to pink for the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. I'm not sure I have the voice for this anymore. Hi, hi, hi. 
Three at five sixty WQM. Happy Tuesday to you. Blinding sandstorms, seriously reducing visibility. Now you may think that that would lessen, even suspend the airstrikes, but we've continued to hear very heavy bombardments on the edges of the city. Iraq has again been showing pictures of what it says is an American surveillance drone, which it has shot down. Everyone here has heard of the reports of American troops being only 60 miles outside of Baghdad. Yeah, we already had that report on it, didn't we? Yes. 554 votes on the poll today on NeilRogers.com. Which outspoken entertainer do you respect most for their viewpoints? None. They should all shut up. 194. 34.5% of this audience say they should all shut up. They're not entitled to express their viewpoint. That's America, baby. Michael Moore, 160. Charlton Heston, 33. Bill Maher, 30. This poll to me looks really, uh, I don't know. Doesn't it? What? Straight, straight. Strange. Ah. Martin Sheen, 27. Natalie Maines of the Dixie Chicks, 20. Let's go out and buy some Dixie Chicks CDs. Uh, no! <laughs> Come on! I'm gonna buy some Pixie Sticks, maybe. Dennis Miller, 19. Oh, God. Paul Newman, 14. Susan Sarandon, 10. The unctuous terminal Fred Thompson, 8. Ted Nugent, 7. Let's hear it! Oh, oh, oh! oh. Sean Penn, five. Robert Redford, five. Barbara Streisand, five. Rosie O'Donnell and uh, Charlie Daniels each have five big ones. Four votes for uh, Janine Garofalo. Mike Farrell's got four. We apologize for the spelling of Janine, by the way. Mike Farrell, four. Matt Damon, four. And poor Roy Scheider's only got three. The reason I put Roy Scheider on there out of 562 votes is because they interviewed him before the Oscars the other day. Yeah. And he was very good. In good. fact, he was out there in the streets protesting. You go, Roy. Yeah. And he said, well, this is a part of what we feel responsibility. He says, yeah, people do admire us, but nevertheless, uh, you know, we need to use that position to, uh, to make a point every now and then. We have as much right to express an opinion as anybody else. And the fact that we got supposedly 34.5% of this audience saying they should shut up and nobody cares, if you, don't, if you don't care about their opinion, then don't listen to it. Right. I mean, well, what does that mean? It's like this show. If people don't like uh, what I say on a show, if they don't like the program, don't listen to it. Nobody's forcing you to listen. But to, to suggest that they don't have uh, the right to express their viewpoints, what kind of crap is that? And it's part of what this other guy before was just talking about. It's the same thing. The New Deal in America being politically correct means goose step in line with the right wing, and anybody that's got a different point of view, just dummy up. We, don't, we won't mind you just as long as you shut the hell up. And that, that's right. Yeah. That's where it's at. Right. The U.S.-led force in Iraq risks as many as 3,000 casualties in the battle for Baghdad and Washington has underestimated the number of troops needed, a former top commander for the 1991 Gulf War said yesterday. Retired U.S. Army General Barry McCaffrey, commander of the 24th Infantry Division 12 years ago, said the U.S.-led force faced a very dicey two- to three-day battle as it pushes north toward the Iraqi capital, 
We ought to be able to do it. Take Baghdad, he told the Newsnight program on Britain's BBC TV late uh, Monday. In the process, they, the Iraqis, if they actually fight, and that's one of the assumptions, clearly it's going to be brutal, dangerous work, and we could take bluntly a couple to three, in other words, two to three thousand casualties, said McCaffrey, who became one of the most senior-ranking members of the U.S. military following the 91 war. So if the Americans and the British are unwilling to face up to that, we may have a difficult time of taking down Baghdad and Tikrit to the northwest. McCaffrey said Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld had misjudged the nature of the conflict, asked if Rumsfeld made a mistake by not sending more troops to stop the offensive. McCaffrey replied, yes, yeah, sure, I think everybody told him that. I think he thought these were U.S. generals with their feet planted in World War II, and that didn't understand the new way of warfare, he added. U.S. forces have advanced more than 200 miles into Iraqi territory since the start of the war. Yada, yada. It ought to be very dicey, two- to three-day battle out there, McCaffrey said of the confrontation with Republican guards. He said his personal view was that the invading troops would take the Iraqis apart, but we've never done something like this with such a modest force at such a distance from its bases. So there you go. Two to three thousand losses. Can you imagine the screaming and gnashing and carrying on that's going to be going on in this country if that should be the case? Can you even imagine? Guaranteed. Here's Kendall. Hello. Your show sucks and so do you. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. And thanks for listening to the world-famous Neil Rogers Show on QAM. You know, Rush is on right now. Yeah, Rush is on right now. Listen to him. He sucks, too. Kumquats. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Am I on? Uh, you know, yesterday I told Carlos not to put any old, more, more old farts on here, and he didn't listen to me. You know, I, I don't want to play Butch Boss or anything like that, but I thought I made it very, very clear. He, he didn't sound as old as he just uh, was no. dumb. No, old, ancient, older than Methuselah's grandpa. Okay, that man has been dead for 20 years. Nobody <laughs> told him about. It. Okay, now don't give me that crap. They get the children this. to call on the phone. Yeah, call. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get out of here. Any difficulty getting the money, the total figure? Uh, I think that's uh, pretty much a given. There is this history, as you very well know, of supporting the commander in chief in time of war. Uh, oh, a couple God. of areas, though, are going to be difficult. The president wants what he calls flexibility. Uh, Congress is asking for details. They just don't want to hand them an open checkbook, and that's really what the president is asking for at the moment. That will be negotiated. And then the, the other issue is this question of actual aid that reaches Iraq. Millions and billions are being thrown around, but uh, only $543 million in humanitarian aid goes to Iraq. That's well below what uh, the United Nations says. And then uh, only $1.7 in reconstruction costs, and that, too, is way below uh, what uh, anybody uh, thinks is realistic. I tell you, well, let's let the Saudis do it. What do you say? Oh! Sure. And isn't it interesting that this guy they're looking for, again, from Miramar, uh -huh. is another Saudi, huh? Remember when we were talking about we didn't know what the other guy was, the, the guy that Ron Jeremy looked like that they arrested? Right. Kuwaiti. Oh, uh, Mohammed? Shake, yeah, uh, yeah. Shaky booty Mohammed? Little, uh, yeah. Here's a call from Homestead. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, um, I'm calling Mr. Neal. Speaking. And I want to commend you for your views. Very seldom that one speaks up like you do. That's correct. And I'm very happy to hear such a thing because I'm trying to do the same thing, but I, I have deaf ears all around me. Mm -hmm. And I've gone through the Second World War. I know what it's like, and I don't want to see it. And, you know, there's something that very interesting here. The Gestapo had a system of infiltrating the brains of people. Right. Well, we're very close to that now. I see it on TV every day. And it's just modernized. That's what it is. Yeah. It's a modernization of the same 
thing. And you got to you got to hand it to them. They're doing a magnificent job of using the of manipulating the media to do their brainwashing. That's for sure. And I am so sick and tired of it. I'm I just wish they would use all this money to educate people here. Put this money in schools so that they can learn something. No, they don't want to do that. Why not? Then we'd be dangerous. Right. <laughs> I don't know where these thirty percent are that are against all this, but they don't have a voice. And I wish well, there were more of you. We're hearing a lot of them uh, on this show anyway. Yeah. Well, Hang in there, sweetheart. Thanks. Taking my call. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. You understand the Gestapo keeps track of everyone. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, they're tracing any calls like that, so we hope she's okay. 5670560, oh, pound 560. I mean, there's a lot of these stories, like, uh, what was the one about um, Ascroft is really cranking up? I mean, they're, they're, the surveillance uh, things that are going on now, taping, uh, phone, uh, uh, tracing phone calls and taping phone calls and monitoring emails. I mean, just anything and everything now. Mm-hmm. Patriot Act 1, Patriot Act 2, and, of course, the excuse being, well, you know, we got to weed out those terrorists. By the way, 5,000 Iraqis were uh, interviewed. I use that term loosely, interviewed in quotes since uh, we anticipated the start of the war and since the war started. Mm-hmm. By who? By the government. Okay. By the Gestapo. Thirty of them were uh, detained for immigration violations. You know how many of them were uh, arrested or uh, detained on suspicion of terrorism? About 30, man. None. Zero. Oh. The big oh. none. Now, I'm not saying that there may not be any Iraqis in America who might be, uh, you know, Saddam plots, but so uh, plants, but so far uh, we haven't found any. Yeah, and we all know that they do have chemical weapons, of course, and biological in uh, Iraq. But right. the fact of the matter is, all the heavy breathing the last two days about that that uh, castle in the sand that they found, that factory that was hidden under the sand. Uh, did they find any chemical weapons in there? No. No. And the one yesterday that they sent the sniffer tank out there to sniff it out. They find any uh, chemicals? Uh, no. No, not, not not anything dangerous. Not any weapons. I, I just mentioned that, you know. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line rolling along singing a song baby. Oh! And like the Mad Dog says, one great thing about America, everybody can say their piece. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, do you have two thousand dollars more on a credit card? If so, listen closely. Dedicated Consumer Counseling will help you. It'll cost you nothing. That's right. It'll cost you nothing. Dedicated is a nonprofit company that'll contact the companies you owe money to, and they'll cut your payments in half. Call one eight hundred four no debt. That's 1-800, the number 4 and the letters N-O-D-E-B-T. And Debitcated will help you cut your interest rate, eliminate late fees, and save your credit. And it'll cost you Zippo. The bank pays Debitcated, and you pay nothing. So if you're tired of battling credit card debt, call Debitcated toll-free, 1-800-4-NO-DEBT. Call and find out how Debitcated can help you out. You've got nothing to lose. If you've had it with credit card debt, high interest rates, and late fees, here's the thing to do. Call Debitcated Consumer Counseling, and they'll be handling it from there. Call right now, toll-free, one 800 for no debt, and don't forget, it costs you nothing. Live and local, this, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. This is the most disgusting program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. Push it aside, but fuck up. Push it aside, but fuck up. Push it aside, but fuck up. Pushing the sorry butt, fuck up. 
18 at 560 WQM, and just to prove that free speech is alive and well, not in the U.S., here's a good example of it. Good use of that duct tape. Twenty at five sixty WQM boy. I just about fell off the chair. I was watching CBC here during that bit. Yeah. And she says now we break away from regular programming to bring you this uh, update from Kuwait. And it's just uh, the British are just we get more of their briefings, you know. Well, but they have got this military. Camp, they have got this. Uh, yeah, the Brits. The very stodgy Brits. It's the U.S. and the Brits against the world, baby, with a few Aussies in there and a couple of Polacks. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. By the way, I should not. Uh, yeah, we put this on the website. That Paul Krugman article, by the way, <laughs> is on, it's on our website today. It's on neilrogers.com if you want to read it again and again about Dick Cheney and Halliburton and Saddam and the Iraqis, etc. All in bed together. All of a sudden they became evildoers, just all of a sudden. Good distraction, by the way, from the economic woes. Speaking of economic woes, let's take a peek and see, because yesterday was a, a mitigated disaster. Oh no! Not again! The Dow is down 105 points, and the Nasdaq's no, down another 25. It's up on mine. Oh, it's up. That's right. Oh, sorry. 
See, that's me again. I'm, I'm watching it with a jaded view. It's up 104 and the NASDAQ's up 25. Sorry. Because <laughs> that would have been really nasty, wouldn't it? Yeah. And if that guy who called me for financial advice a couple of weeks ago is listening, I told you I know nothing. Don't look at me. And, and just put your money under the bed. Put it under the mattress if you're smart. Anyway, the next target of the U.S. after capturing Iraq will be replacement of religious government in Iran. With a secular government, as the U.S. forces in Afghanistan have already started implementation on action plans in this regard. According to reliable sources, U.S. The CIA has submitted a detailed 300 pages long report to President Bush in which it was pointed out that during a possible U.S. attack on Iran, re religiously motivated jihadi, holy warrior organizations, would support Iran from the border areas of Pakistan and Afghanistan. Following this report, U.S. intelligence agencies have started actions to check any possibility of provision of support to Iran from border areas of the two neighboring countries by organizations like Tariq Nifaz Shariat Mohammadi and the tribal leaders in Pakistan and the, some other joint. Sources further revealed that the operation being conducted by U.S. forces in Afghanistan on March 20th was not against al-Qaeda, rather was against Hizbi-e-Islami and possible supporters of Iran. U.S. intelligence agencies have also informed the U.S. State Department about the names of organizations in Pakistan and Afghanistan which could support Iran during any possible U.S. attack, and this list includes names of about six organizations. Now, wait till you hear this. Sources also reveal that list of countries where replacement of government has been declared essential included Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, Libya, Cuba, and North Korea. And from this list, Taliban regime has been replaced in Afghanistan while the war in Iraq is going on. Got it? I got it. Well, Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, Libya, Cuba, and North Korea. Incredible. So we've got a lot of, a lot of heavy business going on, huh? Got to be a lot of dead bodies and a lot of shooting and a lot of uh, bloodbaths and a lot of money. A lot of your money, man. Going to be just, uh, wow. We're going to export democracy all over the goddamn world. And then after that, it's going to be Sudan and Saudi Arabia and uh, Syria and Lebanon, Egypt. Who else? Who am I leaving out? All those African countries where oh, they're, yeah. like, butchering each other by the thousands. Don't leave We're South America out. We're going to the whole world, baby, and just imagine the business we can control then. 5670560, oh, pound, lots of open lines, just amazing to me. North Miami Beach, hello. Neil, George, you know, it's working-class America that's paying for this war, Applying to children for this war, it, it makes me sick. It's you know you, you you'll never see uh, like an old '60s song go your senator's son. Not I'm not I'm not a senator's son. Ever going to the war? Mm -hmm. it, it's 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 despicable. He's asking for seventy four billion dollars. And that's just that's just for starters. That, that's just that's just bombs. the first right. How about how about for our schools? How about America? Wake up, working class America. Wake up. Mm -hmm. Elect a Democrat, I don't care who it is, Gephardt <laughs> or North Carolina, John Andrews. You know, I tried calling them today. Nobody did, did, you, did, you, did you say Gephardt? Gephardt or Andrews. Another who dick else, in the White House? Uh-huh. Gephardt got two chances, none and much less than none, okay? How about John Andrews from North Carolina? Oh, yeah. John, what's his name? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, Bush, you know, it's just he has the gall to ask for... Seventy-four billion dollars, and then on top of that, still keep his two hundred billion dollars worth of tax cuts. The rich in this country are laughing at us. They're laughing at us. They're not paying any taxes, and they're not sending their children to war. <laughs> yeah, and and, and, you think, and, you think, and you think the Democrats are going to change American that? You, you think the Democrats no, are going to no change that, sir? Good luck to you, sir. Okay, let's have a revolution.
especially in South Florida. Let's start it. Oh. 300,000 people for Christ, baby. The bash on the beach over the weekend. Wow. The beach fest. I, I still can't get over that. I mean, other than Kai Ocho, what else could you get 300,000 people together for in South Florida? Uh, you name it. Nothing. What could it, huh? Nothing. Nothing. And this religious nut comes in there and uh, proselytizing and talking a bunch of crap. And uh, 300,000 people show up over the weekend. Hopefully they were just uh, sunning on the beach and, you know, swimming. Hopefully. Hmm. But not according to that story. No. 7,000 open lines on this board here. Where one of the great disgraces of this town, man, is the response on this show, the response of the uh, public out there. Here's the one place where you can actually call and say your piece. And these people are calling in. Well, thank God for you. And where the hell are they? Where the hell are these people, huh, with something to say? They're listening quietly. Now, we don't want them to listen quietly. Here's the opportunity. To, well, nobody will let us speak. Well, here's your opportunity, baby. Let's get with it. Wake up and sniff the pansies before they turn into daffodils, you assholes. God. Man, is this town dead. Dead. Some getchki comes in from out of town, and 300,000 people are running around like banshees on the beach finding Jesus. But in the meantime, here we're talking about the future of the goddamn human race. We're saving the world on the radio. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you one thing. Save your back. And get yourself a great night's sleep every night with a great quality mattress from Dollar Mattress. We're talking name brands, the best. They got Sealy, Inserta, Simmons, King Coil, every size and style. The last several mattresses I bought, I purchased from them right over the phone. That's the way you do it. You don't have to leave the house. You don't have to rush around wasting expensive gas and time and a lot of extra money. Just call 1-800-MATTRESS, M-A-T-T-R-E-S, and they'll be there in no time at all when it's convenient for you, by the way. Dollar Mattress is ranked first in customer satisfaction in the world because they know how to treat you right. That's why they have more repeat and referral customers than anybody else. And once you buy a mattress, the smart way from Dollar Mattress is by making one call. You'll never waste your time going back to an expensive showroom again. And don't forget, when you buy the mattress from Dollar Mattress, they take away the crappy old smelly bedding, let me say it again, crappy, and set up the brand new one for you for free. Where's my mattress, fat boy? You heard me right. Dollar Mattress sets up the new one, takes away the old bedding for free. So call them right now. And starting tonight, as soon as tonight, you can be doing a great night's sleep and feeling a lot better, too. Call 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. That's 1-800-MATTRESS for Dollar Mattress, the intelligent way to get you a great night's sleep. We're Sports Radio 560, QAM. I want it bad. In the shocking season finale, Evan Marriott, a.k.a. Joe Millionaire, made his final decision and selected Zora to be his beloved. Then, the twist. The butler, Paul Hogan, presented the couple with a check for $1 million. But that's not the end of it. There's another twist, not revealed on national television. The million dollars given to the couple actually belonged to a Colombian drug cartel. And they want it back. Chico, yes, sir. Where's my million dollars? That that rich kid has it. What rich kid? The Joe Millionaire. Who? Joe Millionaire. He steals from me? Yes. From me? Yes. From me? Yes. Are you kidding me? No. I want that money back, Chico. How am I going to get it back? Cut his throat, Chico. The whole throat? And nothing but the throat. So help me God? Evan and Zora are running for their lives, but that's not the end of it. There's another twist. The money that Fox stole from the Colombian drug cartel was apparently stolen originally from a Jamaican crime syndicate. 
syndicate, and they want it back. Ziggy, what's the money, man? The Trump millionaire got it, man. Wait a minute, man. We gave it to the Colombian drug cartel as a loan, man. Get it back from them. The millionaire kid got it. From the TV show. Yeah. What's the kid doing with my million dollars, your bumper clod, man? Well, he fell in love with Zora, so they get the million dollars. Don't tell me about that, man. I've got to get the money back, man. I've got weed to make. Okay. Cut his throat, man. The whole throat? And nothing but the throat. So help me God? But wait, there's another twist. Evan and Zora are really brother and sister. Ew. But not just any brother and sister. What a twist. We're the Osmonds. I'm a little bit. Joe Millionaire. Get her alive on Fox. Yeah, man. Oh, God, that sends me. I've only seen that about 75,000 times, and I just love it. Yeah. I do. I love that spot. Anyway, 28 till 1, we got the Mad Dog at 1 o'clock who's going to tell you about freedom of speech in America and how great it is. Here's a call from Lauderdale Lakes. Hello. Neil, God. Yeah, yes, I am. Neil, I have a shameless request for you. Yeah. I was wondering if you could send me an 8 by 10 photograph of yourself. Yeah, right. Let's uh, move right along. Here's uh, Hollywood. Hello. Hey, I just want to say one thing, Neil. Did you get a chance to see the Quinnipiac University sur presidential survey? No, I did not. Okay, it showed about a week before the shooting started, an unnamed Democrat, and they do this every month, would beat Bush 48 to 44. Oh, yeah, yeah we, we, had that, we had that on our website, yeah. Okay, and the second thing I want you to look up is, I don't know the exact website, but if you go in your search mode, it'll pop right up. It's called Bush Lies Caught on Tape. You'll find it'll go right to the survey, and it'll show you every lie as he stated it and then actually what he did. Oh, I don't, I, don't have that much, I don't have that much time to read all of that. Oh, you'll love it. I'm telling okay. you, take a shot. Bye -bye. Okay, thanks. Yeah, we had that thing from the Quinnipiac pool. This thing from the Louisville Leader that you faxed to me, obviously you got the original copy. Yes. Uh, let's put that on our website. I. From the Louisville Leader. I, I don't, is that in Maine, Louisville, Maine? I don't it, know. Does, it doesn't say anywhere. I always hate that one. I mean, I appreciate right. the column because it's an excellent column, but uh, I don't. Some of these papers, I don't know where the hell they're from. By the way, the person that uh, George, what does it say? Oh, George Fan. Whatever that means. I don't understand what that means. Uh, the Pittsburgh newspapers, the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. You saw that fax before, yeah. and maybe I'll get to that, and probably not. At any rate, good article about uh, who are who are the real useful idiots. Where the hell? Oh, yeah, he'd say this is Barry Flynn in the Louisville Leader newspaper. Friends. Excuse me. It's tiny. No, tiny's dead. He says, I would say that people who hold up the First Amendment as an example of America's greatness, but then disparage those who exercise the right to peacefully, peaceably assemble, are the real useful idiots. Right on, baby. Oh, you are absolutely correct, sir. Good column. Get it on there. Get it on there, Beaner boy. Oh, and uh, let me just rip Boca Brian and ask, too, because his thing still didn't show up today since he obviously didn't send it out to the yesterday afternoon. Yeah, maybe I talked to Duff about the comedy services. He contacted them. They're going to resend, but everybody uh, seems to think that it's because of the war. Everything is slowed down. The mail really? and increased customs uh, <laughs> checks and everything like really? that. So, yeah, it's slogging everything. Isn't that great? Yeah. So maybe a week from Sukkot I'll be able to get right. some of those great discs. Here's Laura who says, I listen to your show over the Internet whenever I can. I've tried and tried to get through on the phones, but never been able to do so. I do appreciate your show, says Laura. Thank you, Laura. It's the best show going, and I've been, uh, what is it, emailing your website to friends across the country, encouraging them to listen on the web, too. I uh, love it when you read Michael Moore's book, And Blinded by the Right. I just can't get you on the phone. Thanks, Laura. You're the best, sweetheart. I wonder where Laura is. Oh, in Miami. Okay. She's entitled, right? Everybody's sure. entitled to be in Miami. Don't stay there too long, Laura. 
Let's uh, let's go right to Miami ourselves. Hello. Hey Neil, you were saying about how whoever disagree, whoever gets to disagree with on the radio, two prime examples, Rush and Schnitt. They had almost everybody. I never, I never mentioned Schnitt. No, but Schnitt is Schnitt is for the war, and he had like all his callers talking about yeah. I'm throwing. He he said, listen. One of the callers said, listen. As I throw my Dixie chick window CD out the window, and you can hear it hitting the street. I mean, he's just these people are just. Following Schnitt and Rush yeah. and all these anti-profiles. Yeah, they're, they're ditto heads, and, and that's fine. They got, you know, I have no problem with that. If that's where they want to go, that's a good place for them. Okay, everybody's got a right. The right wingers have a right. The left wingers, the commie pinkos, the in-betweens, the morons. You know, that's what it's supposed to be. But unfortunately, it's not. And if you don't goose step along with a company line, communista, unpatriotic, son of a bitch, let's uh, boycott. Let's not get you any more movie parts. Yeah, this is crap. Like I said at the beginning of the show today, it's like a throwback to the 50s, to the ugly days of the the McCarthy witch hunts. All the blacklisting on uh, in Hollywood. The Jew baiting, the commie baiting, one mm -hmm. of the ugliest periods in history. And we thought we got through that. And just like every other aspect of this administration, they continue marching us back into the ugly past. Ugly, ugly past. Well, people forget, and they know that. Well, I haven't forgotten because I'm an old fart and I lived through it, okay? And I've read the books about Joe McCarthy and about uh, J. Edgar uh, Heaver, Gay Edgar Heaver, all of that crap. All these phony, phony hypocrites. And let me say it again. The ones who point the fingers the most, baby, trust me when I tell you, every one of them has got skeletons rattling all over their closet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trust me. It never fails. Just like the terminal homophobes out there who are always pointing the finger, faggot and this and that, and always making a big timid. Every single one of them, believe me, is a flaming closet queen. Every single one of them. There is no question in my mind. See, I'm stalling because I'm looking for that Simpsons thing. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the That's what I was waiting. Okay, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. Oh, and speaking of that, speaking of uh, Palm Beach, school board votes to ban gay discrimination. Oh! Gay students received new protections yesterday when the Palm Beach County School Board voted to ban discrimination and harassment based on the student's sexual orientation. See, even in South Florida, we continue making a little more progress in spite of the right-wing assholes. All right. In spite of the Steve Keynes of the world. The board voted 5-2 to two to pass the measure, which was before the board for the third time in the past 12 years. About 100 people filled the boardroom, and most of them voiced support for the measure. Teacher Clarence Brooks said students deserve the protection. As educators, we know students are harassed. It's not a rite of passage. Nobody should have to endure abuse, he said. School superintendent Art Johnson supported the ban. He said he had voted against it previously but decided I was wrong. This is about protection, safety, and equality. Opponents said the rule would open the board to lawsuits. Pat Ryan of Palm Beach Gardens warned the board was asking for a long line of lawyers to write checks to. Oh, right. Here's another Miami call. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you doing today? Okay, sir. Uh, I was uh, watching the uh, CBC uh, nightly news online last night. And I saw in a little one of their uh, reports there, one of their uh, reporters that was out in Baghdad, and they showed a little scene of, uh, you know, some of these Baghdad citizens sitting around TVs with rabbit ears mm -hmm. watching the BBC. In, How do you like that? In Iraq. Yeah, I was, so uh, I was just thinking, oh, my God, we've been lied to so many times by these people thinking that, trying to get us to believe that the Iraqis only have one source of information. Mm -hmm. When with rabbit ears, they can pick up the BBC. It rather, <laughs> it rather astounded me. But uh, getting on to that... Yeah, at, least, at least they're getting some good coverage anyway. Yes, they certainly are, because I've been watching that too. Uh, and, you know, I saw that very Bob Arnott report that you were talking about a little uh, little while ago, <clears throat> when he told that uh, 
one of our soldiers there about the uh, ambush that had I, I wanted to cry when I saw that. I mean, the soldier was just, he was just crushed by that. He didn't know what to say. Neil, I was crushed by this too. And I, I, I thought that this really is very, if you watch the, pay attention to any BBC or any of the foreign press coverage, you'll see that there's a pattern here of lack of preparedness for the amount of resistance we're going to get in our, our strategy really hasn't been the strategy for fighting against these people. It's been one based on them uh, welcoming us. Right. Fl flowers out. and candy and big parades and uh, applause and waving right. the American flag. Didn't happen. Well, the thing that astounded me, Neil, is that uh, at, at, at one moment I was thinking exactly what you were thinking about, trying to maintain the morale of our troops, and that this was a devastating thing. But then on the other hand, I was thinking, thank God for Bob Arnott, because he actually relayed to these guys information that could possibly save their lives, that our military was not conveying to our own troops. That had me crawling on the floor crying, because some of my friends and neighbors have their kids out there, Neil, and their asses are on the line. It disturbed me so much, I can't begin to tell you. Okay, well, you said it. Did he say it? Yeah. <laughs> he said it. Nineteen till one. I don't think it's appropriate for um, for Bob Arnold or any other embedded journalist to be uh, influencing. I mean, I'm sure that the uh, commanders are going to tell them exactly what they're up against and to be very weary. And they're they're all doing that about the civilians and the possible ambushes. But to be uh, to be wounding the morale of the troops and to be doing things like that in the name of uh, entertainment, which is what the networks are really sure. all about, is unacceptable. It's entertainment, baby. It's show business. Anyway, if you're looking to do some business on your floor by making your carpets look brand new, don't waste thousands of dollars buying new carpeting, even if your carpets look hopeless. Do the miracle that I've been doing for over 21 years on my carpets. Call the experts at Dry Concepts. Nobody in the world anywhere, even those ragheads over there, those laundry people, they have no idea how to make the flying carpets look as good as these because Dry Concepts are the only people in the world that dry clean your carpeting. Just like dry cleaning your clothing. They suck out even the deep down dirt in the fibers of your carpet. Leaves them looking just like brand new, smelling lemony fresh. They're drying a couple of hours. And you'll swear, well, I don't mean you'll swear, but you'll guarantee that it looks just like you had brand new carpeting laid right there on the floor. And don't forget, they give you a guaranteed written price for the job before they even start doing the work. So you can never have to worry about getting ripped off at the end of the job. They also do a stupendous job of cleaning your upholstery and leather furniture and expensive area rugs, too. If you have problems with pet odors or mildew odors caused by water damage, no sweat. They'll wave their magic wand, and they'll make everything look and smell just like brand new. You owe it to yourself and your carpeting to call the professionals at Dry Concepts like all of us smart folks do. Call 1-800-248-5071. 1-800-248-5071, or log on to their website, dryconcepts.com. Don't forget, with Dry Concepts, you clean today, entertain tonight. Not just their slogan, it's their business. Radio 560, QAM.
What the hell was that? What I was going to ask you. I thought we lost the connection. No, it was just Boca Brown, I guess, dubbed. Uh... <laughs> oh, he's done that before. That was one of his? Yeah, that's one of his. Yeah. Thanks, Boca Brown. You're consistent anyway. Oh! How did you get the message? 1248 <laughs> at 560. <laughs> what can I tell you? It just it caught me. I was, like, busy looking at my foot. Here's, uh, am I, am I on the wrong line? Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how's it going? Okay. Uh, I think you're right on, man. I think you're right on. I think it's about people. About times people spoke up about what's going on with uh, with the right wing in this country, and they're just uh, trying to trying to uh, shut everybody up about what's what's really happening here. Yeah. If, if I just could say something in defense of Tom Daschle, I know he cut a lot of a lot of flack for for what he said, and uh, he's a boob and he's a politician and all that. I'll, I'll give him that. But well, the problem with Tom Daschle is he's all over the place. I mean, he waits one minute, he's saying one thing, he votes for the resolution. The next minute, he's saying something else. He he just is so obvious as a political opportunist. He doesn't have any credibility with me. Absolutely. Well, he's a politician, and all that. But 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 I got to say, I you know, if I could just interpret what he was what he was saying, I think it, what he said is exactly what's coming to pass. We didn't, you know, muster the coalition that we needed. And, you know, you'd have to be stupid to not to believe that if we had a stronger coalition going in, that these, these guys wouldn't be fighting as hard as they are against us right now. Right. Um, I mean, it's it just, uh, we, we look illegitimate going in. It's an Anglo-American war. And that plays really strong in that community uh, all over the world. And what he was saying basically is that if we would just would have worked a little bit harder to get other people on our side, more more representative of, of what the world opinion should be on, on, on Iraq, that uh, you know, we'd have a stronger moral position going in. Not, and, not, uh, not only that, but in terms of retaliation and putting the American and the British people at risk for uh, terrorist activity, the fact that basically we're in there alone, just those two countries primarily, I mean, I mean the retaliation is going to be against American and British interests here and all over the world. Absolutely, and we're already seeing it. I mean, these guys are signing up. I, I saw today on, I think it was MSNBC, that these guys are signing up in, Borden, uh, in Jordan to come across the border and, and, and join the resistance because, you know, it, 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 that idea plays really strongly. Um, and we've, we preempted the, the timing on this as well. Uh, I heard somebody else saying on, you know, I've been watching the news quite a bit. Obviously, this is a, it's, a, it's just a scary time, I think, because this could turn very ugly uh, really quick. And uh -huh. they were saying that uh, if we had just waited another 30 days, it would have actually helped us with the military effort as well. If we just would have played the diplomacy a little bit longer, um, instead of, you know, uh, making everybody, you know, so pissed off at us, uh, 
we could have had more troops in there. It could have been more decisive, and we could have had more people on our side. Mm-hmm. And you know, immediately Tom Daschle gets these, these these backlashes from you know the Speaker of the House, Denny, Denny Hastert, saying that basically he's a traitor, which I thought was just I I, I was shocked. I uh, outrageous, but but typical typical of the right wing. Absolutely. So right on. You know, I think it's about the time people spoke up, and uh, I mean. What's going on in this country? I think we're going to we're going to we're going to be feeling it for years afterwards. Uh, the biggest casualty so far on this war has been that you cannot speak up with with a with a position on this war. That and I'm for it. I'm personally somebody that that, that agrees with this war. But I think the way that it's been that it's been carried out has just been a complete cluster, you know. Uh, and uh, I just think that if we had done it the right way, we wouldn't be in so much risk right now. We'd be more assured of a victory. Uh, and that means American lives, and I don't think we can we can forget that. But diplomacy, good diplomacy, means we lose less Americans when we go and decide to do something like this. And that's exactly what Tom Daschle was saying. And we have screwed it up from day one. And I saw Bush come out today, and he comes out with this swagger and this smirk on his face that I just, I mean, that swagger is getting people killed. Uh, because if he would just be more humble about this, explain the position more clearly, take his time to explain to the world what we're doing here, I think you know we would not have such uh, yeah, a bloody battle. You, got, you got the wrong crowd in mind. That's not their style. Well, you know, but but everybody's watching this. You know, if he thinks it's just the American people that are watching, just people that agree with him, you know, he's dead wrong, and it's irresponsible of him to take this so lightly. And I look at Blair's position, and I, I I'll tell you, I wish Blair was president right now because that guy's been doing an amazing job in explaining. You know the the gravity of what we're doing here, um, and uh, you just see them. You know, compare the two, and there's just no comparison in terms of leadership. And again, I'm somebody who agrees with what we're doing there, but I just think the way we've gone about it has unnecessarily put our troops at further risk, um, and and really put this this victory in question. I think, at least for the for the short term. I mean, I think eventually we're, we're gonna we're gonna succeed there militarily. But we've been saying all along that you know what the hardest thing here is winning the peace and the minds of people all over the world that we're not. Uh, you know, talking out of the sides of our of our faces here, right. okay. uh, and the and the message has been been all over the place, and and I think that you know this oversimplistic attitude that Bush has had is killing us. It really is, and uh, he's got to stop it. He's got to stop it, and 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 be straight with the American people, and and uh, let people speak up and and have some real debate in this country about what we're doing and how we're doing it. Okay, thanks so, a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sam. Bye. Twelve fifty three at five sixty WQAM. Tom Lehman and Joe Prieto at Halapontiac GMC are proud to announce their Neal Deal March Madness sale. It's still going on right now. Neal Deal number one: pick any new GMC or Pontiac in stock, like the thirty three mile a gallon Vibe, priced as low as thirteen thousand nine ninety eight, and get you zero percent financing for up to sixty months. You heard me right: zero percent for up to sixty months. Neal Deal number two: choose any new vehicle in stock, get you up to a three thousand dollar rebate. You are absolutely correct in hearing that. Get up to a $3,000 rebate on any new vehicle in stock right now at Hallett Pontiac GMC. Hallett's also got great Neal deals on great used cars, trucks, and dependable SUVs. And as far as credit is concerned, you never have to fear because Tom Lehman is here. Even if you've got the worst credit in the history of mankind, they'll find a way to get you into a vehicle at Hallett Pontiac. Don't forget, it's another set of great Neal deals going on right now, and Hallett's still doing strong in the same place they've been for 35 years, 13401 South Dixie Highway. That's U.S. 1 across from the falls, open every day, seven days a week. For more info, call the Neal Deal hotline at one triple eight five three four forty two eleven. That's one triple eight five three four forty two eleven. Don't forget all Neal Deals subject to credit approval. See dealer for details. Hallett Pontiac GMC, who stand on the mountaintop and shout, "We are professional grade." Live, live and local. We are Sports Radio five sixty Q A M. 
In light of France's blatant disregard for all things American, this radio station invites you to join us in the boycott of the following people, places, and things. French fries, French's mustard, French poodles, French toast, Mr. French, French kissing, not mandatory. French knots, Frenchie from Greece, chicken Frances, chicken cordon bleu, French dressing, Peugeot, Bouviers, Grey Poupon, ballet, Madeline videos, berets, croissants, champagne, Chanel, Catherine Deneuve, Gerard Depardieu, Jacques Cousteau, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, Bustiers, lingerie, mousse, the dessert, not the animal, the French chef and his Bon Appetit, Joan of Arc, Truffles, Mimes, Marie Chevalier, The French Connection, Eiffel Tower Stickpins, Jean-Paul Gaultier, Au Bon Père, Jerry Lewis, Monet, Matinee, Mona Lisa, Charles de Gaulle, Kids in the Hall, Perrier Water, Madame Tussauds Wax Museum, Harry Girl and Girl Porn, Torno Roches, Berlitz Language Immersion Programs, Jolene Facial Bleach Systems, L'Oreal, Clinique, Le Cirque, and Cirque du Soleil. Thank you. You're welcome. 664 votes on the poll on neilrogers.com. Which outspoken entertainer do you respect most for their views, viewpoints, None, they should all shut up. 233. 35%. Uh, Just dummy up. Michael Moore, 191. Charlton Heston, 37. Bill Maher, 32. Martin Sheen, 29. Dennis Miller, 24. Oh, my God. Uh, Natalie Maines of the Dixie Chicks, 21. Come on, buy a few CDs, please. Paul Newman, 16. Susan Sarandon, 14. Ted Nugent, 12. Fred Thompson, 10. Janine Garofalo, 7. Charlie Daniels, 6. Sean Penn, uh, uh, gee, they just changed on me. Well, the others are small potatoes, okay? Now, this uh, thing about Howard Sperm, did you read this before you sent it to me? Yeah. About how Howard Sperm is pro-war and pro-Bush, and he doesn't understand these are the same people that would like to get him and me and all the, uh, off the air. But at any rate, it also says, George, stop trying to clone yourself into another Neil, and you'll be a lot more appreciated. Got it? Ruoth, Phil. Got it? What's your show sound like? <laughs> bye, bye, bye! The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Kill some people.